Episode 82 of the Reptile Gumbo Podcast. I got that intro done. Our numbers keep creeping up. Well, yeah, when when you do them every week, they go up by one. I know. I just, I I can't believe you've been on this long, man. What episode was it? 82. Damn. Yeah. It's been a long time. It's been a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was like January comedy. The first time. Somewhere around January, because we had done an episode right before we went to, uh, Harbor Fest, which was in like February. Yes. So, yeah. Episode 82. It's exciting. Congratulations. So, <laughs> get to 100, we'll have to do something big. Speaking yeah. of big, I've got I've got some plans for October, so I'm, I don't, I don't want to say a mix. We're still in the works of getting everything ironed out. But uh, October should be a very interesting month for the podcast. Yeah. Uh, just I'll leave it there. Maybe next month or maybe next week I'll have it ironed out a little more. I'll be able to get some details on it. Be right. a hot month. Hint. But uh, <laughs> I I've, see what you did there, Robert. I see what you did. So smart. I'm a little slow on the uptake tonight. It's the hottest October ever. Pretty much every night, but yeah. it's okay. <laughs> I, I feel good. I've got almost the next month and a half planned out. Like people lined Could up. You being responsible and shit. That was the best part about being at Herp's Conroe show and not vending a table. Is I was able to go visit tables and be like, hey, you do a podcast. Mm-hmm. So I lined, I lined up a lot of people. And we also know people that were there that helped us line up people yes. that weren't there, which was cool. Yes. So, so that would be cool. It's not just Herps people that we have on shows, guys. Yeah. Although it's probably it's a, it's a 80%. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's a lot of people. Texas is a big state. So, but yes. Yeah, so pay attention for that. Uh, also, make sure you go visit our Facebook page, the uh, Reptile Gumbo Podcast Facebook page for our giveaway for this month. We got so caught up in last week's episode with Dr. Warren Booth and Dr. Travis Wyman, which I loved. All the episode was awesome, uh, that I forgot to mention our giveaway. So remember to go check out our podcast page for our giveaway this week, which is sponsored by VivTech. Uh, you can win two VivTech light LED UVB light bulbs of your choice shipped to your door for free. All you got to do is go to our podcast page. It's pinned at the top of the page. It says to uh, comment. So just uh, there's a question there. Answer the question. The fan that I brought in here just dropped. That's that <laughs> noise. Uh, go on there, answer that question, and then you're entered. That's all you got to do, and then you can win. That's a minimum $140 value up to $180 value, depending on which lights you choose. Yeah, and I can't win them. Yeah. Which yeah, sucks because I need two VivTef light, light bulbs. But you could win them. Speaking of winners, we this weekend at Hertz Conroe, we got to give away our last technically two months giveaway, which were all the uh, tools from... Uh, best exotics that were donated by the Grant family exotics and uh, Drew. Drew Schultz went from the Learning Zoo. Learning Zoo. I was going to say Learning Zoo and I, I didn't want to mess it up. I'm, I'm really excited about going to the Learning Zoo. We got to do that soon because he's only an hour away. Yeah. I'm looking at weekends. We've got a few things left we've got to go get from Louisiana. That's true. Those are taking precedence over other things. Yeah, I fish are still there. But come October, we should start to have some free weekends. So we go to the Learning Zoo. We go to the uh, the alligator park that's down here? Yeah, that's 10 minutes from here. Yeah, so I want to go there. I'm just waiting for it not to be so hot. They're having a... Will you be in town now for the for the croc fest they're having? Wasn't that like a New Orleans thing weekend? Or Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's in two weekends? Yeah, it's Rachel's birthday weekend. I think so. Which I think it's already pretty full. Well, we might still wait for the croc fest at night and we'll do something on Sunday night, Friday night. I don't know. 
But that was one thing I knew you weren't going to be in town. I thought that'd be awesome. Dude. Well, we're driving to Lafayette on Sunday. Sunday oh, evening that's right. Because she's you gotta get her tattoo. Yeah. The original plan was go to New Orleans. Well, maybe we can make it a grown-ups only thing. We'll see. Saturday Robert, night. Robert with the natural look going on. I don't know what that means. He doesn't have a computer. I have yeah. the computer oh, this week. Yeah. That's all I could figure. Because I thought that as I opened my computer, I was like, man. Like, I literally have a note in my office that says, take your computer home on Wednesdays. <laughs> Tuesday now. Now it's Tuesdays. I need to change the note. That's what Like, I was shutting it down going, okay, I don't, now I don't need it for anything tonight. <laughs> I love it. Oh, there's Gina. Uh, so, yeah. So, that's coming up. Uh, got Drew one that, get, that was awesome giving him those uh, tools and all. So, I was excited about that. Uh, I think, oh, and then our sponsors, Katie. Wanna- I do. I do. So, if you are looking for a high-quality PVC rack, look no further than Lone Star Reptile Racks. They offer a variety of sizes for all types of snakes, geckos, rats, and more. You can even order something custom. Shipping is available, or you can plan to pick up at a Herps Reptile Show near you. Visit lsreptilerax.com to reach out to Lone Star Reptile Racks and place your order today. Dot com. Do you want to hear the bad news? What's the bad news? They have rescheduled that croc fest to next year. Fuck. Did they really? Fuck. Postponed until 2022. Oh, Damn. shit. That sucks. That does suck. Well, we still got to go out there and visit that place. I still want to go to the zoo. I haven't been to the Houston Zoo ever, and they just opened up the new South American exhibit, which means they're going to have anacondas. So, yep. I still got to do There's a whole bunch of stuff that we've got to do on top of all the herp shows and getting everything moved and still trying to figure out how to survive in Texas. <sighs> and uh, apparently a hurricane that popped out of fucking nowhere. Yep. Like, all of a sudden, it was like, hey, guys, you have a hurricane. Yeah. I think it got up to 79. Did you guys ever actually look at the path that it's followed? It went like it curved and then it like took a hard up turn and then a hard down turn. It looks drunk. From so the after path. Hurricane Harvey, nothing surprises me. Harvey came in around Corpus, went into Texas, went back out in the Gulf, yeah, re-intensified, right. and then came back in around like Palacios and then just sat here for four days. This one, it's like this one it, went up and then it was like, oh, wait. I, I miss Lake Charles. I miss Lake Charles. Let me turn we back. fuck them up again. Yeah. And then went back. Uh, it was yeah, they're saying between New Orleans and Destin could be huge flooding this weekend. Yeah. Ah. Uh, or this later this week. Yeah. Crazy. Global climate change isn't a thing. That's what, I, that's what Facebook told me. Uh, okay. Uh, what do y'all got to pull up so we can see who these Facebook users are? It's normally I'm the one that does that. That's okay. Katie can do that. Uh, also, sponsors, uh, if you're in the southeast area, area of Alabama, go by. Ozark, Alabama. Visit Wiregrass Exotics. Visit the Ruas at Wiregrass Exotics. Get all your feeders taken care of there. Crickets, frozen rodents. I would imagine live rodents. All sorts of stuff. Uh, so if you're in that southwest Georgia, panhandle of Florida, that area, go to Ozark, Alabama and visit. It's an awesome shop. They have hots there for you to check out. They're awesome people to sit there and talk to. I mean, you can spend all day there talking to Dallas and Amanda because they love talking to people. Anyways, also Herps Reptile Shows. They like talking to me. They do. They do. <laughs> uh, just don't be, they don't like, talk, they're like us. They don't like talking talk to stupid people. So don't be a stupid person. But you're listening to this show, so you're not a stupid person. Uh, I'm pulling up the Herps Show because I don't actually know the dates of the Herps Reptile Show. I got shows. them right here. Oh, see, look at that. Um, we don't have any more this month. No, we're not until Beaumont, right? Yeah, Beaumont is October 2nd and 3rd. Mm-hmm. And That's only an hour away from here. And then uh, 23rd and 24th is Temple. How far is that? Texas, about three hours. Okay. 
And then the 30th and 31st is Amarillo. Like that. Did you enjoy that? I have other obligations that weekend. It doesn't matter. The obligations don't involve driving half a day to the other side of Texas. Mm-hmm. And then it's all day. And then November 6th and 7th is Lafayette, Louisiana. Yeah, that's actually a far show for us now. And nothing else in November. And then uh, before Christmas. Slidell is... And then we have three in a row. No, two in a row, sorry. Austin and Slidell, the 4th and 5th, and 11th and 12th. Yeah, as far as I know, Slidell's still a go, right? Mm -hmm. That hadn't been canceled. So if you want to get any Christmas presents, Austin or Slidell, it's the last two shows in December. So you can get any Christmas presents. Speaking of Christmas presents... Robert, y'all have been working on stuff over at Lone Star that is not rack-related. Correct. And it's really, really cool. So you did pretty well this weekend with the non-rack-related stuff. Yeah, they they really saved the weekend, to be honest. Yeah. Um, all the signs and and flags and stuff like that. Uh, wooden flags, PVC and wooden signs. It's what Rachel's doing, mostly. Are y'all posting them over there on your uh, Facebook page? I have not. Uh, we're working on putting together a Facebook page for that as a separate business. Gotcha. So pay attention. We'll get we'll get that up, and uh, you definitely can contact Robert or Rachel about them. There's great like Halloween ones y'all have done. Mm-hmm. I, there was the uh, margarita board mm-hmm. for that had the Sanderson sisters. Yeah, says I smell tequila. Yep. Uh, I guess it's just a tequila board, but it'd be margaritas. Uh, there was also I'm assuming there's going to be Thanksgiving ones. Oh yeah, yeah. We got there's a bunch. There's going to be some Christmas ones coming. Yep, it's great because. Uh, you know, we only have to run the machine so much amount. I only can only run it so much cutting racks. Yeah. Um, this gives us the opportunity to keep it running and to do other things with it. Yeah. So keep keep an eye on that. There are some really awesome signs. If you come to any of the Herp shows, you can see them. There are some great reptile themed signs and then Halloween themed, like Halloween holiday themed ones. And then the ones you just did this past week, past weekend, they did really well, which were the very patriotic. They were on like Butcher Block. You got a good deal on giant piece of Butcher Block, but those were some really nice big wooden flags. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, do that. Pay attention to that. Speaking of wooden art, I want to go ahead and bring in our guest because. What, what do you, what? I don't think I'm smart enough to figure out how this works because I haven't been on Facebook on my computer in months and they have completely changed the layout on me. <laughs> so now I can't find anything. Like, all I have to do is open our video and I should be able to see the comments, right? You would think so. You would think. It's not ugh. okay. Yeah. Introduce our guests because I do love them. <laughs> I'll figure this out. All right. So I want to introduce our guests. They are from Crafty Gargoyles. It is Talina and Gonzo. Gonzo's still here. Yay. There was a that's inside joke. There was a fear that Gonzo may have to leave. But he's here and he's gonna hate every minute of it. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> so how are y'all doing? Oh, we're doing good. We were worried about that storm and fortunately didn't get anything out of it. It scooted so around y'all. Yes. I looked at the map last night on its way here, and I was like, uh, it completely missed y'all and just headed straight for us. Yeah, yes. pretty much. We, I don't even think we got a full inch of rain and maybe 30 or 40 mile an hour wind, so it wasn't bad at all. Yeah, I think it, it, I don't know what the gusts were around here, but I know last night at about 2.30, I was looking outside, and rain was just shooting sideways. Yeah. Man, at least y'all got lucky. Y'all didn't get it. It's rain sideways. Sorry. Yeah, we were very lucky. When I got to Pasadena this morning... Um, like the five blocks leading up to the shop were all without power. And I'm like, shit. And you were the last stoplight before the shop was working. And <laughs> we had power. It had never lost power there. There you uh, go. Yeah, because I had left. Uh, there's no way you're working there without air conditioning. Well, uh, that and the CNC machine requires electricity to run. You get a bicycle and power uh, that thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we got lucky there. But it was just us, the cabinet builder, 
and the guys across straight across and they were out talking to me and they were like, yeah, we, uh, we work at like fire departments and stuff and there's nothing for us to do today. I don't know why we're here. They stayed till five though. We left at the same time. That's funny. But I don't really know what they do. Never really asked them, but I know, they do. I know that your business park has them. It's got a like gym that you have to lose weight because there's no air conditioning. It's 500 degrees. So mm-hmm. no option, but to lose weight. And then uh, the barrel dude who gets like 5 million wooden barrels a week. Yeah, they weren't there yesterday or today. I'm guessing they hunkered down or something. So anyways, back to our guest. Yeah. <laughs> so the name is Crafty Gargoyles, which we'll get into that in a second. But I want to, on the gargoyle part, I want to focus on the crafty part. Because we're talking about with Robert's new wood art with his uh, CNC machine, which y'all have been doing some wood art for the last year and a half. And it's gotten really impressive. Mine's like finger paint. There's just compared like, to theirs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever, dude. I saw your stuff, man. Your stuff looks great. Thank yes. you, thank you. Well, you're, you know, we love your stuff. We have the the pug mandala that you guys made for Logan. That he freaking loves that thing. The well, one he called the, the one he called you Gomez on the video when he opened it. Gomez. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I sent him the video and he goes, "My name's Gonzo." By the way, I was like, "Did he call you Gomez?" <laughs> I went back and looked and I was like, "Oh, he sure did." Oh my gosh. <laughs> that works, so Gonzo funny. Gomez. Yeah. It's all the same. I've realized living in this part of uh, Texas that I definitely should have paid attention more in Spanish class. Do you know what we celebrate? Well, what I'm going to get to celebrate this week? What? Mexican Independence Day is the 16th, which is Thursday. And my coworkers were teaching me. My coworkers are teaching me all the things, and I'm so excited. What Sean put up above the toilet in the herb shop? No. I did not. Oh, it's a big. So it's a picture if you've ever seen uh, Dumb and Dumber and seen the bathroom like scene from Dumb and Dumber. How can you not? I know how you can like Dumb and Dumber. You don't <laughs> humor. It's not my kind of humor. You mean good? Yeah, I know. That <laughs> is great. But it's the picture. It's the bathroom scene. If anybody remembers the bathroom scene from I do. Dumb and Dumber. I do. I'm familiar with the, fi- the it's picture. It's one of the funniest scenes of any movie ever. Anyways, back to what we... Quit getting off topic. I was learning about all the things. I was excited. Learning about all the things. Yep. About all the Mexican things. Yep. That would be interesting. But yes, I... I, I I have two kids that don't speak English. I'm excited. I don't. I don't speak Spanish, so it's going to be an interesting year. Uh, well, but she doesn't speak Spanish. Yeah, I'm a coconut man. I'm, I'm <laughs> the outside white on the inside. One of my coworkers. So I didn't tell James about this because I knew he would laugh at me. One of my coworkers said I could be an honorary coconut by the end of the year, and I <laughs> freaking loved it. I was like, I will work on my tan. It will be great. Gonzo, she was so Gonzo, fabulous. You go to like Mexican restaurants. They start talking to you, and you have no idea what they're saying. Oh, I have no clue. They look at me like I'm crazy, too. And <laughs> Hispanics talking to other Hispanics, when we don't know Spanish, they just get pissed. That's the way it is. So, yeah, they, they look at me real bad, and every now and then they'll call me a coconut. So. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Whatever. I always say everybody's got to be something. There you go. <laughs> Why not be a coconut? So, how would y'all explain what y'all do art-wise? Because it's, it's different. Like, because with Robert... It's the CNC machine cutting a piece of PVC or a piece of wood, a design into it, and painting it. And, and it's it's good. But what y'all do is, is when you see it, it's just so different. I'll refer to the artist for that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he always does that to me. So we've got a couple of laser engraved machines. And what we do is we actually cut out each individual layer. He's going to start showing you. I'm going to do a plug-in real quick. We are actually working on an exclusive piece, or actually exclusive pieces 
for Venomite, if you can kind of see it. Hey, right, let's yeah. watch it on, on YouTube. And on oh, Facebook. yeah. It looks cool. Like oh, that is awesome. The Venom Life logos. It almost looks like a really weird Iron Man logo. Yeah. <laughs> I've never realized that until I see it now. That's cool, though. But we're, what we're doing is we're doing a run of nine. They're going to be signed, numbered. And uh, so that's my plug-in. But uh, <coughs> what we do is when we cut, I design, you know, each individual layer. And then after I do the design, we cut them out on the machine, you know, each layer individually. And then we take each layer, and I either airbrush each layer, or I uh, stain it, and then we glue them together to create. Oh, damn. That will be the final product. That's freaking amazing. I have it pulled up on my screen. That airbrush is working out for you, huh, Talina? It is. Thank you, Robert. I I probably wouldn't have even started had you not go... Oh, you should try this. We were at a show six, seven months ago, and I mentioned something about how we had purchased bought that airbrush for Lily to use, which I don't think she's ever actually used. I use it more than I anybody. I've seen it at the house sitting and, in there. Uh, it's at the shop now. Oh, okay. And I was telling Talina about it, and I ended up sending her a link, and she ordered it. And the next show, she came up and hugged me, and she was like, thank you so much. That made things so much easier. Yeah, so, so for those that are listening to the podcast, what you got a picture is that so they cut out the design in – I know I asked Gonzo the, the, how many what, how many layers was the deepest one. He said eleven at one point uh, was your thickest one. That's correct. Yes. So it's several layers, and when you put them on top, of, they almost look like like geometric shapes. And when you put them on top of each other, you can see the different layers make a lizard, a dog. Like you have the pug one, like mm-hmm. you said. Uh, they just showed the a friend of mine light. bought the bear from them this weekend. That bear was pretty cool. I saw and that one. Cody loves that thing. I bet he's posted it on Facebook twenty times. Uh, and and then. What you've done with the coloring of them, painting them makes them look even amazing. But the thing I find the most entertaining about all of that is that so you're spray painting or you're uh, spraying them, painting them, and then you're sort of selling basically the scrap, the part on the back that ended up you pulled it apart. It looks like art. Like that part so, is impressive. So you're talking about that, and Brent isn't has not seen this yet. Or Chris, nobody or has. Or Chris, but oh we just man. That is absolutely stunning. Wow. This will also be signed, and they're going to be, I don't know if they're selling it or auctioning it off. They don't even know about it yet. They they have not seen it, so that's something new. That looks awesome. Yeah, so that, just the idea that, like, you took something that you probably would have thrown away, you probably may have thrown away the first few, and then realized, oh, wait, this is art. And those those look amazing, too, just as amazing as the wooden pieces Mm -hmm. that people are buying. When when I started practicing painting them, and of course I just have a this big scrap piece of wood that I put behind them, I started noticing a turn as I was painting, and so I think the first piece that we actually started painting was our rooster, and I put it down. I grabbed a, an artboard that I happened to have because my crafts extremely easy. And I just started spraying each layer as I would have done just to put them together. And he walked in a little bit after I got done, and I picked up, and I said, it's okay. <laughs> and he was like, oh, my God. I had never, ever thought. Yeah. It was, it was a twofer. Yes. That's awesome. Yep. There was one this week, and I saw that it was a very, uh, like, plain back. 
And then you had a chameleon on it, and the chameleon was painted all sorts of funky colors. Oh, that yeah. one was awesome. Chameleons are fun because with chameleons. Sorry. <laughs> so with the chameleons, I can wait with the colors because it's never wrong. Is that better? Yes, yes that's much good. better. You're good. <laughs> but yeah, I can never go wrong with the chameleons. Right. It's, it's oh, yeah. I'm always amazed every time I come to a show and I see one of them. It's just the the way they look. Because, I mean, it's very easy for someone to go and just cut a bear or to cut a lizard. But you're cutting six layers of a bear mm-hmm. and then painting them individually and then putting them together. Do you sell these anywhere else other than the shows or just at the shows? So we've been doing some market days. Uh, we're trying to get our website built so that people can order online. Uh, currently... If you go to the website, it does have a link where you can see some of the pictures, some of the different artwork. Um, but unfortunately, we can't keep up production to really have them for sale online yet. Because you so guys both we, work full-time jobs, right? That's correct. Well, he works full-time. I actually work part-time. Huh. But, but see, this is where everything gets better. And I know most people know this because, well, Lori can't keep a secret. See, but, I heard this weekend, so. I'm, yes. in, I'm out of the loop. What has happened? You haven't heard? <laughs> no. I haven't either. <laughs> I'm going to retire next year and go full-time craft gardening. Oh, cool. Oh, awesome. Yeah, super awesome. So, yep. Tracy, uh, Tracy Renee is actually in the chat, and she just had a good a good point. She was like, you know, if, if you did Canton, I bet. I'm thinking about it. God, I so, bet all your yeah, crafty we stuff. Talked, we talked to her about that, and that's one we're going to look into as well. Uh, we were told Canton, Fredericksburg, uh, Galveston. Larry's Old Town Trade Days out in Winnie's a pretty good one. Yeah. Yeah. We were, uh, your wife and I may or may not have talked about possibly taking a trip to Canton. Have fun. I ain't walking all that far. <laughs> um, we, uh, that's something we're going to start doing is Lucas uh, is going to start doing. I've already signed him up for three or four of them around here. We actually had a customer this weekend that bought. Want that big We the People side that I had, yeah. and they bought the Second Amendment that defend the second one. He's a Harris County Sheriff's deputy, and they are putting on a cornhole tournament for their Thin Blue Line Biker Club or Motor Law Enforcement Motorcycle Club in next month. And they gave us a spot there, so Lucas is going to. It's the same weekend as Temple, so I can't go, but Lucas is going to go do it. He's going to start doing all these around here because there's something every weekend around. There really here, is, and uh, he's going to start doing those and. uh just another another way to get more stuff out there. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. What we noticed looking around when we started looking into market days is a lot of them are all on the third weekend of every month. Right. And that was a problem, obviously, whenever we had a, a conflict with Hertz. Right. And now, with her being retired next year, we can still do market days, and one of us can go to the Hertz shows, so we can continue doing that and keep moving around. I'll be at the Hertz show. Yeah, she'll do her. I'll get stuck doing market days outside in the heat. You know, the the fat guy gets the. the <laughs> so we'll have, get you some good fans. You will have to start cutting uh, more non-animal stuff. The those kind of things, like I band. don't think so. You do, like the Star and the State of Texas. That stuff sells like crazy. I'm sure. Yeah, but you know, everybody does. That's true. I was going to say I would stick to the animals because that's what makes you stand out from everybody else. Well, the the animals, and we've been doing a lot of nautical stuff. You know, we the nautical the stuff is out. I mean, just outstandingly gorgeous. Thank you. So that's that's kind of where we're we're kind of take, 
tailoring to. But every show we get requests for a giraffe or oh, just a lion, a lion, <laughs> something out of the ordinary Squirrel. that's not reptile related. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, we had a we had a squirrel. All right, so you need to do a squirrel. Platypus, Todd. So you do a squirrel, and then what Robert can do on a piece of wood is a recipe for how to cook squirrel, and you can just sell them together as a. <laughs> but uh, really, some of our biggest selling stuff is the military stuff. Oh, one hundred percent. Because now both of us are veterans. I was ten years army. He was four years navy. I still love him. So you still and, make fun of him, I'm sure. Oh. <laughs> Well, okay, so I'm actually the oddball because my dad, three of my uncles were all Navy. Him, his brother, his sister-in-law, and his nephew, and some of our friends were all Navy. So I have a few Army friends that come in and back me up occasionally, but I'm, I'm very outnumbered. A lot of my family is either Navy or Air Force, a lot of mine and Air then Force. yours is Air Force. So. Yeah, we, we've got... A couple of friends that are Air Force, and we don't really hold that against them. The country yeah. club. I mean, <laughs> so I always knew military wasn't for me, but I always told friends when they were in high school if they're going into military, just go join the Air Force. They're, they're not going to shoot. They're not going to shoot you. You'll be all right. You don't do anything in the Air Force. <laughs> yep. They take care of their people unbelievably well. Yeah, yep. they, they have no. They have no idea how to march. <laughs> don't give them out of five star hotel. They won't go. And they get the best food. I'll tell you that right so now. So I'm not. Yes. I'm not hearing the downside. I someone that wants it. to join the military joining the air force. That, uh, I mean, oh, if you want to shoot oh, somebody, no. that's obviously not the one. Yeah. When, when I was in Saudi Arabia, we. Uh, I was actually on an air base. The food was so much better. <laughs> um, they did all kinds of extra stuff for us that we got included in. It was great. I mean, I love it. Yeah, they, they took great care of us. I mean, I. I and, and then all. at some point you went back to the slums of the army. Yeah. Yes, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> I know Gina's husband. Tell us our, they tell us our living quarters aren't up to par because it's not a five star hotel. That's yes. so funny. I know Gina's husband was Air Force. Yeah, he Dan. was. A, yeah, Dan. He was in a welder in the Air Force. And you, you know, of course, we're going to pick on every branch, but we've got every one of their backs. So Absolutely. It's the Absolutely. Way it is. Mm-hmm. So one of us you pick on all. Of us. That's right. So one other thing, if. So if anybody does a herb show, one thing you should definitely reach out to Talina and Gonzo for is name badges. Oh, yeah. I love the name badges that y'all have done for all the, all the vendors. And even if you do shows anywhere else in the country, you're like, I want to if get a badge If you need done. a name badge It's It's the magnet backing one thing. Put your name on it, your logo, and it's... I, I just, I've probably I bought 10 of them now. I've bought four or five. <laughs> well, somebody keeps losing them. Yeah. Um, I think only one of them was lost. I just keep getting new people badges. My, my Lone Star one is in your car. I did yeah. not lose that. Yeah. it's No, I well, put it in the middle with fun. And I don't know if y'all saw our post we had to make today. I did. Yeah. Badges. Uh, we hate doing it, but you know we've been at $5 since we started doing them. Which is super and cheap. our cost has gone up 40%. So, unfortunately, we're going to have to start charging $10 a badge. And it's it's not just y'all, though. Robert Price. No, it's... Yeah, prices across the board everywhere going up. So everything's going up. Yes, I mean even groceries at the grocery store are more expensive. Mm -hmm. Price of milk was more expensive last night. The lumber that we get, the quarter inch maple, we used to get it for like fourteen dollars a sheet. It's now finally come down to thirty four dollars a sheet. At one point it was forty eight, and we never adjusted our prices. We're trying to keep them the same, but it's been killing us. Yeah, but you can't. Uh, that, that, that's just, I mean, 
That's what Robert Robert's talking before. I mean, tub prices go up from a tub manufacturer. Robert has no control over that. Prices have to go up because of that. PVC yeah. goes up from a PVC manufacturer. Prices got to go up because of that. And people go, well, you're trying to make more money. No, they're trying to make the same amount of money. Yeah. <laughs> Just gotta Usually when I make it. a price increase, I'm making less money, to be honest with you. Yeah, and Robert, you pretty much, you know, you, you do some of this artwork, so we get people all the time that look at our stuff and go, oh, this is beautiful, but for that price, that's just insane, and then they walk away. Well, no, buy it. That, that always... It's what it takes material-wise, much less time-wise, yeah. to put quality piece of art. Yeah. Well, that always kills me. Everybody feels like it should be Big Lots or Walmart. Like, that's what they... Just because you can buy cheap... Well, yeah, you can buy cheap stuff at... There because it's cheap. It's there was no no one sat down and planned it out and made it and took the time with some. I just it's the same way well, with I, animals. And and most of these designs that I make, you know, it's it. Now he thinks everything takes me fifteen minutes. Not true. I can spend anywhere from a day to three weeks working on a design, That's, just depending on on how detailed. It is. Some of them are very detailed. Uh, there's lots of little cuts there that definitely have to be done on a laser just because those small little cuts and stuff on, on those designs uh, definitely seem time consuming. Oh, yeah. Oh. But, but yeah, I've been, I've been trying to focus on bringing up like some of our, especially reptiles. Yeah. Up to speak. Um, I, I will, I will give a shout out to some of the snake people. I do not have any great pictures of snakes. That's why we do not have any, really. Well, we can fix that. Well, and the thing with those is, you know, we've got pictures of, of ball pythons just sitting on, you know, a table or something. Boo. But when you cut it looks that out, like it, a pile of compost. yeah, it literally looks like. <laughs> a Don't worry, that's, that's yeah. all ball pythons look like fine. It, it really, we need pictures with some kind of background or something they're crawling on, so that we can create that depth look that we need. You know what I mean? Yep, I, I made a, a PVC carved sign that said we love balls and it had a ball python on it and it was it took I got to get really creative with the cut the tool paths to yeah, make yeah. it not look like a huge pile of shit yeah exactly yeah. and that's that's the problem and when you're doing it in so many layers it literally just looks like a ball of crap maybe with with a design in it maybe yeah. that's because ball pythons <laughs> are a large pile of crap <laughs> just saying just there could be a there's, there's a common theme there it was ball pythons so if anybody has really amazing pictures of awesome looking snakes, send them over crafty gargoyles. They can use the pictures. Have you seen those? I mean, uh, what the pictures if, going around today of those Morelia? No, I have not. Yeah, I'll find it. Y'all go ahead and keep talking. Okay. Hey, and now we, we will say if you guys send us pictures and we utilize your snake, I will, will work s- in trade. Yeah, we will create you one of the Mandelas and send it to you. Ooh, okay, now I've got to figure out something. So now James is going to be taking pictures of snakes and working on this for the next, like, week. I mean, Tracy well, Tracy is right. If you did a one-eyed snake, it would always look quite interesting. Yeah, don't, don't do that. <laughs> I am not making a I don't <laughs> care what you say. No. I say. That's an Andy Hine thing. No, no, one, <laughs> no one-eyed spinning snakes here. He has offered. <laughs> so on top of the signs and the name badge, said, you also do... Cups. I like the little light up signs y'all do. I have one of those floating around the somewhere. LED. Yeah, the little yep. LED we the, signs. We do the LEDs. We do cutting boards. Uh, the new, uh, like the dice trays, the keychains, bar keys. Pretty much, if we can engrave it, we're going to engrave it. I'm looking forward to a certain cup that you're working on. What uh, what machine do you guys have? 
I'm sorry? What what laser machine do you guys have? We have boss lasers. Okay. If you if you kinda look between us. I see it, yeah. Oh wow. So uh, I'll even I'll even give you a, a are they CO two lasers or fiber okay. lasers? So I just anybody that's watching, if you see Talina okay. standing next to that so that machine, she's only three foot tall. So that's she's really taller nice. than that. <laughs> she's taller than that. Damn, that's funny. Hey, hey, just because you are like seven thousand feet tall compared to her doesn't mean anything. <laughs> but to answer your question, Robert, those are CO two. That's what I thought. Oh, wow, they're awesome. But back to me, oh, my Lord. I'm important. There is a cup you're working on for a herpes vendor that I'm really excited about seeing at some point. That yes. I gave I gave the herpes vendor this idea, and now I just want to see it in reality. So I know we've yes, mentioned we're... Nine Finger Sean on on the podcast before, but y'all are working on a cup for Nine Finger Sean's special hand. Yes, that's yes. missing a digit, and that that's only great. for him to hold. Yeah, only but it'll only work for his hand. Nobody else's hand will fit there. <laughs> he, he sent us some pictures, so we're tracing his hand. And we're gonna put it on a cup. So when he's holding it, it'll fit his hand properly. That's that's what we're working. Can't wait oh to see that gosh. one. That's gonna be hilarious. <laughs> I love our family. Uh, <laughs> so on top, we're all a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> on top of all that, the other half of your name is gargoyles, which is uh, you work in New Caledonian geckos. That yes. is correct. Uh, we so do the Cresties, Gargs, Lichianus, uh, among other things. But uh, we've got. Silvada tortoises, uh, working on hopefully sometime soon getting some uh, rock iguanas, oh, babies, and then I've started with the water monitors, so that's going to be a few years down the road. So you're going to get a lizard that gets bigger than you? Uh, yes, pretty much. <laughs> well, you, we, before, when me and her first met, I used to have tables, uh, black and whites, loved them, and... The male that I had started getting ultra aggressive and started trying to tear up the female. So ended up selling the male off. And I had four adult females that I couldn't find an adult male for. And ended up selling off all of those. And then she's the one that kind of got us into the geckos. And that just blew up about eight years ago now. Eight or nine years, I guess, we've been breeding geckos. Did you see the red tegu that was at the show this weekend? Yes. That thing Giant. was massive. Yeah. That is the biggest red tegu I've ever seen. Poor Lana, she was so mad. It looked, Her Lily was mad. Lily, Lily wanted it. it. Oh no! Hello, what happened? Our internet froze. See, our recording is still picking us up on because I'm recording on our machine here. So we're gonna give it a second. Oh, there we go. We're back. There you are. Okay. So, so anybody that's listening to the podcast on the audio recording, you just heard us. Anybody that was watching it, you did not hear us. Hurricane Nicholas. <laughs> Hurricane Nicholas <laughs> came back Nicholas. and messed it up. I told somebody today that it was Hurricane Michael. Hurricane. I had to look up. I made a meme today for the hurricane. I had to yeah. look up its name. That's how little I knew about this hurricane when it became a hurricane. It didn't yeah. become a hurricane until yesterday, like last night. Last night. Oh, so. it was like while Rachel was over here hanging yeah. out last I texted night. I so like 930. Like, hey, maybe you should come home. It's a hurricane and it's going to come on shore like right here at Quintana. Yeah. So uh, maybe you should go ahead and come on home. I'm going to tell you what, though. Sitting at the red light coming into the neighborhood, the wind was rocking my car. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, good call. Good call. So back to the lizards. Yes, this weekend there was a giant red tegu. It looked awesome. Yeah. I'd love to have that like just roaming around my house. I would not like to have yeah. shit around my house, but it'd be cool to have roam around your house. <laughs> if, if well, I heard there were bell wouldn't last long. I heard there were some bell phase 
There. There I didn't, I didn't they see were across, them. They were they across were from there. us. They were right next to VPI. Yeah. I didn't get to leave the front. They don't. Okay, so unpopular opinion. But they don't do anything for me. Uh, who's were they? Because I never saw anybody at that table. Were they VPIs? Uh, Saurian dragons, Saurian lizards. Yep. Or, I love them. Because um, he he, all he had was that small little stack, and it was like three or four of them. But when they're Bell's phase, all you need to do is sell three or four of them, and you're good. Yeah, pretty much. That was not the coolest lizard I saw all weekend. The coolest we didn't lizard. get a chance to really walk around the show this weekend. We were Me all weekend. The coolest lizard I saw all weekend. I don't weekend. really know how James did get to walk around all weekend, but... Because I had Lucas there. Because Lucas was there. No. It was great. But the coolest lizards I saw all weekend were across from us at Jerry Salmon's table. Yeah. He and had, I've heard about them he since we've the come home. the prettiest Gila monsters I have ever seen for sale at a show. Three of them now live five minutes from here. Yeah, I, I need them. They're bright orange and black. Oh, they were amazing. That was my favorite lizard I saw. So everybody's like, I know I'll be like the Bell's Phase. Uh, Lace Monitor's like, yeah, they're all right. I'd much rather have the Gila Monster. Any of those ones that Jerry Salmon had, they were beautiful. So the difference is if the Bell's Phase phase accidentally bites you, it's just ow. Yeah. <laughs> the Very Gila true. bites you, it's ow, shit, let's go to the hospital. Well, yeah. yeah, and then and then you have to hope that you don't react poorly to Well, it's not even that. Like, yes, the Venom part would suck, maybe, because there's not a ton of but they fucking hurt when they bite. Mm-hmm. They have insanely powerful. Well, you remember? Yes, yeah, they like chew it in. But it's not that they they clamp and they have insanely strong jaws. Especially like because like monitors have sharp tearing teeth. Mm-hmm. They don't have horribly strong jaws. But these heel monsters, uh, they crush. Yeah, they crush. <laughs> yeah, you saw the one hanging off Matt's crop that the that yeah. one, the last Herb show. Yeah, I mean, there was had to pry jaws off. They had two of them in a small thing, and every time they try and grab one, the other one would try and bite them. So Matt Fank took his crock off and put it in there and it bit it and he picked it up out of there. His and, shoe. Yes. Not enough. Yeah. That's not why I was confused and yeah. giving you that look. I'm like, why would you put a crocodile no, no, and a Gila monster in the same tank? Yeah. No, I was very confused. I, I did make a movie poster for it though. It was Gila monster versus crop. Yeah. I remember this. <laughs> yeah. I remember this. See, there was, there was a lot of great stuff there. Uh, Rick had that really pretty adamantius female. That he just had babies that are already all sold. They yeah. were all sold by like Saturday. Yeah. And in case you made it into Adamantius, it's it's an Eastern Diamondback uh, rattlesnake. Thank my, you for clarifying that. I, You're welcome. It's <laughs> one of my favorite venomous snakes on Earth. Yeah, I just love the name. That's why I, I feel like I feel like Talina's getting like death glare over here from Gonzo. Is this a snake that no, Gonzo I'm wants? Re- I was looking at the comments over on the other. Screen, oh. So. <laughs> And, you know, I'm old, so I can't see that far. Oh, that's fine. I was like, man, that look looks like Gonzo wants one of those so, babies, and Talina has said nope. I, I didn't want to go back to the lizards in a second. I forgot. One other thing I like about your whole setup is those carts. I'm big on, on uh, like, at a show, how your table is set up or how your whole area is set up. Those carts you have are designed perfectly because you have two big, tall carts, and everything for your show fits in them. They come in, they roll out, they go there, and you're, it's the whole setup. If anybody ever has a chance to make it to one of the Herp shows they're at, that whole setup there is awesome. It's perfect. And so, like, I just, I, I remember talking, asking this weekend, I was like, so does everything you have fit in these carts? And it looks like yeah. everything can, plus you guys could probably fit in them. They're very roomy on the inside. <laughs> Almost, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> those, were, those ended up being made out of necessity because we were having such a hard time trying to figure out how to display the Mandela's. Yeah. You know, and we needed a way to hang them up, and that's kind of where we decided to go. And to make them sturdy enough, 
you had to make them wide enough to, to fit everything. And ultimately, that just kind of, hey, you know, if we put shelves in here, we can store the whole show, roll two things out, we're done. I'm very much a fan of the uh, show setup. If you have enough, like Robert does with the racks, and, and usually the it's harder to do if you're just a breeder with small animals, but the the ones where you can be on an end cap and you can walk into it, like yep. yours is great. You can walk around both those carts. You can walk up to the table, and it's got a lot of room. And like the way that Robert sets up, it shows you can walk into the U shape of, of the yep. racks and look at them. We get you in there and trap you. Yeah, and then yeah. And, and make you buy one. Uh. I'm big on setups. Uh, Garrett Hartle uh, from Reach Out Reptiles, who does retics, has probably the best one. We saw it at Tinley when we went. He had a Reach Out Reptiles like Harley Davidson there. And he you had, could like sit on it and take pictures. He has this giant wall oh, man. of like exhibit type cages built into the wall with all the snakes in it. And he's got this like bar in the middle where you can just pull up and hang out with charging stations on it. Like it is a yeah. When my phone started dying, I hung out there for about yeah, an hour. It is it is a thing to see at the show. It's not just it doesn't disappear into the background uh, like a lot of like a lot of tables unfortunately do. They just kind of disappear into the rest of them. You know, like this weekend, where were the Bell's Face monitors? Like it, there was nothing that like stuck out about them. Right, they were just well. Hidden. You're also just, not a super huge fan of them. No, but I so saw them. Not. I saw them. Oh. But it was I mean, just they, a three tier display on a table. Yeah, it was very easy to walk past it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, VPI does a pretty big setup, even though. VPI doesn't bring a ton of animals. They do a big setup, so you see right. all the VPI stuff. That's a big one. Like um, Bryce and Debbie. You know, their Bryce setup. Bryce and Debbie, that's yeah. That's their setup. You can't miss it. Yes. Yeah. So I've, I'm, I'm always, when I go to a show, I love to look at the setups uh, and and see how people do that. That was mine. Whenever I have my setup, it's not overly flashy, but it is at least professional looking, and that is my goal. When I set up at a show, I think Brandon Milam has one of the best looking eye catching setups. Uh, what is it called? Um, I want to say chaotic exotics. That doesn't sound right. I don't remember. He's the one that has all the pinks and blues. Oh, asylum exotics. Asylum exotics. It's just a small setup, but man, but it sticks out. But that's what he does for a living. He's a, uh, like graphic, design. graphic design. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I mean, when you see it, it's like, man, I want to walk over there. Um, one of our future guests coming on, uh, Adeline Robinson, mm-hmm. uh, is an artist. She was there this weekend who had some of the most amazing. I never got a chance to walk up there and look at her. I her bought drawing. some of her stuff. It was so affordable, I stood which there. is what I loved about it. I love art. Like we even had dinner I with him Saturday night. cannot <laughs> afford the art that I love. And it is a problem. Well, cause she's good. She does prints. Oh. And so you can afford prints, but I watched her sit there and do an original. Like she was on uh, the Cobra. No, I didn't watch the Cobra. That's the one she put up in. Uh, no, oh, she did an Indigo. An Indigo is what she put up in the auction. Oh, that's right. The Texas Indigo. No, I sat there and watched her do a little Viper and, buy, and just off picture, On that square canvas. She sat there doing it. And she gave it to Sean at the end of the show, I think. Did she? Yeah. I watched her draw, doing the drawing, and then I came back at the end of the day and watched her doing the shading. And uh, if, if you're going to NARBC, she'll be there. Yes. Go find her. She's got shit, but she had a huge sign. Like you could see her from across mm-hmm. the room. Uh, it stood up higher than everybody else's along that wall. Um, that's the kind of thing you got to draw attention to yourself at a show. And I think that the way y'all set up is the end of the end of a row. I remember before when you had the tables and they were on like little rack. Like it, it was not as impressive as it is yeah. now. The way they're hanging, because Robert does that with his signs as well. The way that they hang when you walk by. Yeah. It yeah it's so much better than laying them on a table. Like anything, like when it's art like that, mm-hmm. it's just laying it's on a table. Cool. And I'll be real. I'm, I'm an animal person. 
but I'm a crafty person. Mm-hmm. And all these like market days, like that's my jam right there. Yep. That is my jam. Hardcore. Robert's become a crafty person. Now and those types stuff. of setups draw me in. It's something that, look, when you're building racks all day long, you're cutting out rectangles and you're yeah. screwing rectangles together. <laughs> And that's it. And it just gets really fucking boring. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's nice to be able to do something a little different. Yeah. Let you be creative. Yep. And, and uh, yeah. It's uh, like I do not see myself doing racks forever. I see yeah. myself owning a rack business and letting someone else run <laughs> it. But I do not see myself doing racks and dealing with the day-to-day forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're getting to the point now, especially with her being able to retire, that you know, we're going to have to expand – Build two more of those boxes just to be able to keep displaying everything because we can't display everything we have now. Oh and wow! He's pumping out five, six, seven designs a week currently. Once she retires, she can start getting a lot more designs. We're doing out. that a day. Yeah, and that's you know it's going to get to where you know, we're going to take or need a lot more space just to display everything that we want. So are y'all bringing back stock? Are you storing back stock inside of those? And when you sell one, bringing out one to yeah. replace it. We try to take at least two of each design. Oh, try two. And then as we sell out of stuff and we don't have a spot for it on the on the walls any longer, then we'll start pulling out other stuff that we haven't been able to pull out. Like if we're at a reptile show, we're gonna focus more on having our animal the animal ones out versus yeah. say our our not a stuff. Even though we've had shows where we've had nautical and sold almost every nautical piece we had at a reptile show. Well, especially because like yeah. a, a lot of our shows, you get people that come in that are coming to a reptile show not to buy a reptile, but that there's a reptile show and they have to go see the weirdness that is a reptile show. Or and someone then, in their family drives. So, yeah. What show. made me yes. start doing things that were non-reptile related was I speak to everybody, you know, that comes by and I hear so many people that are like, oh, I'm just here because my daughter's yep. into it or whatever. And I'm like, well, we need to have something for them to buy too. Yeah. I would love to now, get some of their money too. That's why I started making the rice bags. And that's mm-hmm. why I started doing the bookmarks and yep. why I did the little things that the other people that aren't there for animals right. could buy as a gift to give to someone that is for animals. Yep. Well, if y'all remember us back in the day, we were strictly animals and supplies. Until Harvey hit, and we lost most of our breeders. We lost everything we had in the incubator, but we didn't want to stop going to the shows. So she started doing some of the crafts, and well, no, we had crafts prior to Harvey. Not like it was, <clears throat> yeah, not like now. <clears throat> we, we had to to keep enough stuff on the table to keep us viable in the game, if you will. You know, we had customers looking for us at shows, but unfortunately, we didn't have any of the animals at the time. Yeah. Um, but that kept our name out there and people started noticing, well, wow, you're getting, you know, bigger with your arts and it, and it literally has just taken off on the craft side of this, this business. But yeah, I remember Daytona, aren't it's, Daytona. it's over in the animals, truly. I remember Conroe, y'all used to be like just one little table and you had, I mean, yep. you had little LED signs there. You could order those and you had some lizards and some, and some like gecko supply. It was one little table. You're definitely not one little table now. No. And now we now we can barely fit on the four tables that we're getting. That's me. I could we really need. To, I could have had eight this weekend at Conroe and and filled that up easily. But yep. you know, if that's me and everybody else, so yeah. Yeah, uh, that's the whole thing. I mean, yeah. obviously, we can't all have eight tables or ten tables. You know, 
there only be five vendors. You know? Right. Yeah. So we gotta we gotta try and keep it scaled down, which is where we're at. Um, but unfortunately, you know, it does make it hard to display everything that we have. So we've got to kind of pick and choose what we want and what show. And you know, if we overhear somebody saying something, like, oh yeah, we do have you know something nautical or, or whatever. All right, so back to the lizards because I'm very interested in the lizards. <laughs> So, which gecko did y'all start? I'm assuming you went crusty like everybody does. No, no we started with Garch. Garch. That's Sweet. where it's. That's... I know the name. Okay, I'm just I was really like, did, really? Even, even with the name, if you watch no, really all. Here's what happened is we were looking at one of the reptile magazines, and I saw the gargoyles, and I said, oh, baby, they're so cute. So, we traveled all the way up to Dallas. To meet this wonderful gentleman by the name of Carl Vargas, who <laughs> lived in Corpus, Wait, forty minutes. So, so I was going to say, Dallas, so you, so you left. You basically left Corpus to go to Dallas to visit someone who lives in Corpus. Yes. To see their guy. I was going to say, we, we went to the closest reptile show at the time, and it was an ARBC, and we met Carl and bought a guard from him, and obviously, actually, we bought two, and. You know, talking to him, he's like, hell, you're in our backyard. Why didn't we come all the way up here when you know, we could have got stuff from you here? I, love I feel it. like Gonzo just saw bacon written on a deli cup and went, yeah, I'm all for that. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, pretty Not much. to love. Because those bacon-striped gargoyles are awesome looking. Oh, they're freaking... Oh, they're, yeah. They're nice. Man, he's, Carl definitely produces some of the best-looking gargoyles. Don't, don't give Carl a big head. <laughs> But I mean, but, I have a I have a little jar that I'm slowly stashing money away in so that I can eventually get a lychee from Carl. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Every paycheck, I put a little bit of a little bit in there. By this time next year, I might have enough for like one of the low end ones. In a couple years, I'll have enough for a really good one. <laughs> but but the thing is, is like with us. So you know, we we got with Carl and and. We, it's developed into a fabulous, you know, friendship with him. But Pretty as we start going with the animals and then decided to start selling them, you know, we were fortunate that Carl took us under his wing and kind of helped us get started, taught us the ropes to, to do all of this. That's really cool. Carl has a great story, too. You know, oh, he, the, 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 the way I got to know Carl was at uh, Slidell. When we went to Phil's, yeah. that was called, and we had to wait like an hour and a half outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just started, you know, me. I just started talking to him. I had never spoken a word to him in the nine months or so I'd been doing shows, and uh, we just, I guess, just hit it off talking about how he had gone full time and how he had worked for the same company for like twenty years, and realized one day that there was no loyalty to him from the company, yeah. so. He left, and he's like, I wish I would have done it 20 years ago and yeah. done this full-time because, uh, you know, it's been a lifestyle change for him, and, and oh, yeah. he produces I, some amazing I I stuff. I tried to push him to do that quite a few times, you know, after the incident with uh, his animals being there at the house. And, yeah. Uh, that was rough. That he had to move them out, and I'm glad that we were close enough that we could accommodate pretty much everything he had. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was, that's where, okay, he never told me where they went. It was to you guys. Yeah, all of his stuff is here pretty much. Yeah, I know he told me he was driving like 30 minutes each way every day to to feed them and do all that stuff. Yeah, well, you know, 
when everything first happened, he had animals spread out all over Corpus, Portland, Rockport. I mean, they were everywhere. And he was telling me, man, I'm trying to keep up and I'm driving everywhere. And I'm like, Carl, we've got the facility here. You can bring all of your stuff to one location. And I'm perfectly fine with you. You guys know what happened, huh? When we moved into this house, so we have a, a big metal building outside our garage. And so when we first moved in here, we made two 15 by 15 rooms up there. One was for the animals, one was for me. And Sounds so like heaven. <laughs> I built her a craft room. God, do you, are you taking notes, you James? Give an entire Lewis? upstairs. Are you taking notes on this? You have an entire upstairs area that's just yours. Just mind my oh. ass. <laughs> After all that happened, you know, I went up to him and I said, how spread out are you? And he told me, and I said, I'll clean out my room. That's and awesome. so I and, and yeah, like you guys even more now. <laughs> yeah, so, so her craft room turned into a little eight by twelve inside the house, and he took over the other fifteen by fifteen room out there. So all of his, um, and then of course, you know, we've got two acres, so part of it has his iguanas and you know, the tortoises and all of that. So he was able to pretty much bring everything to one location. So he's not driving all over creation, you know, and it, it, to me it just made sense. Well, and, and, and it's not just that, though. I mean, it goes all, it goes right back into we're a big family and we take care of it. That's right. Yes. So he, the city showed up at his house one day and come to find out they have rules that nobody knew about. Like, people were surprised when they found out because there was dozens of other people who kept the same animals in the same city. And made him rules that are in place that have no reason to be in place, right? And haven't been enforced in years. But someone have to understand. Carl keeps geckos, yeah. So there should be no rules in place that keeps Carl from having geckos. Yep. According to yeah, according to the rules in Corpus, you're only allowed six of any animal total. Yeah. Combination, whatever, unless it's fish and have as many fish as you want. But he could have three dogs and three cats, or three snakes and. Two cats, like six animals. Is, no more oh. than Period. So Period. that's obviously Holy a law crap. put in place to stop hoarders and puppy yep. mills. That is not a law that was originally put in place to stop right. someone from owning lizards. Well, like the city of Alvin <laughs> has a no exotic animals. Period. You can't own a freaking garter snake in the city of, of Alvin that makes over no here. Sense. Yeah. Like you told me there was a guy in the parade with a well, red tail. just walking around with, with, with snakes in his hands. I'm like, first off, I thought, what a freaking moron walking around with snakes having no idea what's going to happen. They could reach out and bite somebody. And then second, I thought, hey, he can't fucking have these snakes here. Right. That's crazy. Yep. But Carl, so anybody doesn't know Carl Walker, so it, one, one, so we're talking about setups for a show and, and the amazing things. His brainchild that is now on like seven or eight different tables at, at least at, uh, Herp shows, and I know it's on your table as well, but the dark box for all of your new Cali New Caledonian geckos. For anybody that has ever had a Cresty or a Gargoyle or a Lychee, you know that uh, they change colors throughout the day, especially stressed, less stressed, dark, light, wet, dry. <laughs> There's They change colors. And uh, Carl had them, had Freddie uh, design Freddy. the dark boxes with have little doors. If you lift the door, it's been sitting there in the dark. When you lift it, you can see all the pinks and greens mm-hmm. that has been sitting underneath the bright fluorescent mm-hmm. lights of a show and seeing all the people walk by and and I honestly didn't know how pretty some of those lychees were until he put them in those boxes. Yeah. 
I was I mean, looking at some of Kristen's this weekend. They're the, pink. Just amazed me how much color they have. Yeah, it, it truly is is revolutionizing the way we display New Caledonia species for that reason. You know, and besides the fact that it keeps them fired up, so you get to see their natural colors, it's so much less stressful on that animal. Yes, to be in a dark environment, you don't have all of those people walking by all the time. Just an occasional, you know, someone peeks in. Yes. That's just so much better for the animal overall. I need to tell Victor Loriano something. Victor, I know you, if you hear this. Uh, so Victor just commented. Yeah, he just that. commented. Message me after we're done, maybe 20, 30 minutes, so I can show those snakes to Logan. I keep forgetting, but now that I see you on here. He's got, <laughs> so Logan, I get home a little while ago, and he's like, hey, Dad. Um, so I was cleaning up my room today, and I forgot. I had a hidden stash of money. That apparently I hid from myself too. I found two hundred dollars. Holy crap! I need to find. All right, I gotta start looking around the house. So yeah, you're not gonna find well, anything. He, Sorry, man. <laughs> he sold that. Sean bought that um, that yeah. milk snake from him this weekend. You, and you know that milk snake is gonna live at the shop, right? Uh, uh-uh. is it? It'll be there whenever Logan shows up. Awesome. Um, yeah, and then he told Sean he only wanted three hundred for it, but he had three fifty on it, and Sean gave him three fifty, and Logan didn't even know until he went to count it. Did you see some of the stuff Sean got this weekend? I didn't get a chance. The last, the only time I saw it was when Sean thought they got stolen. He got some bulls. Oh, we'll go over that story later. That's yeah. hilarious. He got some bull snakes this weekend. We are all over the place. Today, I know that's though. that's our podcast every night. Yeah, <laughs> but he got some albino bull bull snakes that looked fucking amazing. Yeah, that shop is. Good. I can't wait. You see all the pictures of that. All the cages he put in the Todd's cages. Jeez, this is what I love about uh, Sean Gray and the new herb reptile shop. Uh, Sean spent this weekend going around to vendors, not asking for deals. Nope. Sean will not ask a vendor for a deal. He won't even take a deal if you try and give it to him. And he gets upset when when you try to offer him one. But he went around to tables looking for stuff for his shop from vendors. When you go to a normal pet store, and this is not a knock on normal pet stores, this is how it it works and that's how it goes. But there tends to be a wholesale list. And you buy things cheap off a wholesale list, you get them in, and you sell them. Right. That is not the route Sean is taking. Sean is he, finding these animals from a person. He bought wholesale stuff, too. He does, but he is finding certain animals from a person that he knows bred them, where they came from. And so when he buys geckos or tortoises or whatever, he can kind of give you a backstory on that stuff. So uh, I was I was excited, excited to see some of the stuff that he picked up. But yeah, And he picked up three or, or three art pieces from us to put a, uh, in front of all of his interactive rooms. Yeah, awesome. He picked up three of our Mandela's this, this last weekend. We did a wallaby for him, a chinchilla, and the tortoise. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. I did so nine tortoise tables for him. Yeah, That's because he's going to have <laughs> different that. spaces that are interactive, and those mm-hmm. are the different Those are the animals, yeah. yeah. Right. He, well, uh, I, think I'm, I think I'm hanging out in the tortoise room for grand opening day because I can talk about the tortoises, and that way I can do the education stuff all day. But that's How many of us are going to be there on grand opening day? Awesome. I don't know, but I opted not for chinchillas because yeah. <laughs> I don't do mammals. Yeah. But like I said, yeah, that's we'll what's be, awesome. We'll about be that. there for grand opening. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll definitely. I think we're, that shop, it's going to be like a herp show on steroids. <laughs> yes. Yeah, pretty well, much. Yeah. I don't, well, I, I don't know where everyone's cool. going to park. Y'all haven't been there. Uh, we There's, may have to. What we may have to do is we may have to carpool. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, we, we I'm going to, I'll message Lori and yeah. reach out They're to, like, to the vendors that are coming lot. in. Yeah. And seeing, like, hey, where could we carpool? Like we're going to need, like, tents outside with chairs for people to sit under. But, like, gonna be- but like you said, even I said with the animals, he got tortoise tables from you. Those cages they could put in today were from Todd. He got signs from you guys. Like, he, he is, mm-hmm. it is the Herps Reptile Shop, but it is definitely like going to a small Herps Reptile yep. Show in okay. one building. Yep. yep. 
and the cool thing, you know, like with Sean and Lori, so I designed these pieces just for them. And somebody had asked about the tortoise, and we reached out to Sean, and he said, no, don't make these exclusive. You make money off of these. So any of the pieces that you see that we have in his shop, we will be selling. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yes. Oh, the microphone will be Sorry, great. my bad. There you go. That is great. There's also a daiquiri bar next door to the pet shop. Not yet. Not yet. yet. Oh, it's there's going to be. I'm sure Lori is counting down the day. She's um like when I say next door, it's from here to Joe's room. Nice. (laughs) That's like twenty steps, in case anybody is wondering from the podcast. That's like well, it's gonna be more like thirty steps staggered on the way. They have to (laughs) use because they don't have their parking lot built, they use the reptile shop's parking lot right now for all their construction equipment. Because it's I mean it's Right there. I really hope for their sake that they can open by the grand opening. They won't. I don't think. I think the plan is left. Because that. good lord, could they do some business that weekend? It won't be open by then. There's no way. Damn, that sucks for them. I don't know. We were there one weekend. I mean, and not there was when the shop does their soft opening, but like the big opening like, in November. We were there one weekend, and there was nothing there. That's almost two dirt. months away. The next weekend, they had that's the slab true. and the frame up. So that's almost they, they may, may be pushing to have it. So that's going to be a lot of drunk bank. people <gasps> wandering around reptiles. Shit. That could, they could make a lot of money that weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just are, saying. Are you saying that the people we hang out with drink a lot? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm but, saying that I enjoy daiquiri barns. We had 350 Jello shots that went. They were like gone. Theoretically, hour. theoretically, at that venue, you had 350 Jello shots. If they you were, were to have, jello. they were just Jello. They were just Jello. Yeah, and and a lot of people, a lot of people ate them. They love Jello. Jello is fun. Who, who keeps coming? I don't know who that is. It's not popping up. I don't know, Robert. You left your computer, and I suck well, at this. Like even on mine. Like when I look at it, on I know it's I got not. John Green it's got to be Gina. That's all I can figure. They're the only two popping up. Don't know. Cause yeah, the world may never know. Tell us who you are. I think it's Gina. It's got to be Gina. But I don't know why it's not popping up on my so Facebook. Is Carl the reason you got? Were you interested in lychees, or is Carl the reason you got into lychees? Uh, I was interested at least in the lychees. I thought they were awesome. It's um, Gina. Actually, Wes was the one that got me really hooked on them when he brought uh, the that big one he had that he used to take to the shows, and I just fell in love with it. I love that big female that Carl brings to the shows. Yeah. She's awesome. I've held her. She's awesome. <laughs> and because of it, I'm like, I want to leech. My, my problem is there's two parts to my brain. There's the part of my brain that's like, you should own whatever animals you want to own. And the other part of my brain is, you should own whatever animals you want to own. That you as, can afford? As long as you can make some money off of them to afford them. Yeah. And if I buy yeah. a leechie. It doesn't fit into that part of the brain because I'm not going to breathe the things because it horrifies the ever-loving shit out of me to breathe. Oh, see, and that part of the brain doesn't exist in my brain. Mine's just, what do you want to have? You should get it. <laughs> but but lychees can be expensive in case you might curious. They can be expensive as far as lizards and geckos go. Uh, and I cannot imagine having a $2,000 lychee kill another $2,000 lychee. Yeah. That would make me cry. I know you that told me. me you told me a story this weekend, Gonzo, that yes, would have drove me fucking a- nuts. We had a female that we tried seven different males with, and she beat up every single one of them. Ugh. And we, we would sell the male, buy another one, try it again, and it was just constant. And eventually, we ended up selling her to Jack and Heidi, and the first male they put her with, <laughs> she got <laughs> What the heck? Yeah, that's Jeez. pretty much how we felt, but, you know, it, it happens. Yeah. But I mean, 
were so worried about her that when we would try to pair her up, we actually kept her enclosure in our bedroom. And that way we could listen and, and you know, if they'd start wrestling around, get up, shine a light, make sure everything was fine. That's a lot of gecko to take, like, to try and separate. Yeah. What's that? That's a lot of gecko to try and separate during a fight. Uh, yes, yeah. and, and got bit quite a few times. You know, it was, it was not fun, <laughs> but, you know, I didn't want to lose a $2,000 animal. Oh, same reason I want blue tongue skinks, but I'll never breed blue tongue skinks. Right. I'm horrified of having our leg ripped off just because they don't want to have sex. Yep. Could you imagine that? Like, if that was humans? That's that's how you that's how you stop rape right there. Just rip a leg off. Like, I don't want rape. Rip a leg off. And you see a whole bunch of one-legged people hopping around going, you learned your lesson. Oh and if they have no legs, they learn your lesson twice. Okay. I'm going to I'm gonna be this person. What? We are an hour into this. And we're talking about geckos. And you have not once mentioned our question of the week. So we haven't got to it yet. It's on gecko so, sex. Come on. Talking about gecko sex. Pull here. that up, bud. All right. So our question of the week, uh, I did. I, I twisted what I asked Gonzo, what question would you like to ask? And he, and he asked when we already asked before we'd asked, talked about, um, uh, what were your plans? If you have long lived animals like tortoises, and we've talked about that before. Uh, most people, when they buy a tortoise, don't actually have that plan at all. And they never form it. And then, although I don't know how many people that buy tortoises actually have them until they reach 20 or 30 years old, unfortunately. But, but that is, that does happen. Now, I, the question I ask is, what is one animal you've always wanted because of its lifespan? You have not bought it. And the answers I got went the way that I was thinking I would answer, but not the way I was thinking our listeners would answer. I, I assumed a lot of people would say tortoises. They've never bought tortoises because they live so long. They didn't want to have to uh, worry about that because it is definitely a concern. You have tortoises yourself, right, Anzo? Yes. And so it's definitely a concern for you down the road that you've got to have plans for where they're going. What all? You, I know you have sulcatas. Do you have anything else? Uh, no, we just have the sulfatas right now. So, and that is a concern of what to do with. So, there were several answers I got. Um, Lavissa Ratliff said jumping spiders, which I own two jumping spiders. And I asked her why. And it was because they're short-lived. She she didn't want to get a jumping spider, get attached to it, and then a, and then it dies in a year, year and a half, which definitely happens. They don't, they're not a long-lived animal. Um, and then... Uh, Sienna Thomas also answered. She said Great Danes. And, and I had a feeling where she was going with that one. I asked her why. And it was the same thing. Great Danes don't live as long as other dogs. They're big. Most of your big dogs live less than 10 years, especially with the way they're bred nowadays. Uh, Katie, you said Panther Chameleons, because this was on my mind. Oh, I've always wanted a Panther Chameleon, but I cannot pay that much money for something that's only going to live for four years. Mm-hmm. If I'm lucky. Five, six. Yeah. If I'm lucky, yeah, four years. We had a friend give us an adult Panther Chameleon, and it lived for about a year two years. I was going to say, we had it for almost two years and it was already full grown when we got it and I was devastated when that thing died. And I just, I can't, I can't do it. Uh, Emily Aminette said tricolor hognose. Shame they don't live that long. I think that's more of a, we haven't really figured out tricolor hognoses as well. Those are a tricky one. We've got western hognoses down to an art. We can reproduce those like crazy. And then, of course, Sean with the opposite and this is the way I figured most Baby Glops, although he just got baby Aldabras, so it's the same fucking yeah. problem. Uh, so I, I vote Sean just gives me those Aldabras, and then he doesn't have to worry about what to do with them later on. I'll just take them. <laughs> I could use some baby Aldabras. Whatever. I could use that full-grown Aldabra, either one. But yeah. uh, it's definitely a concern. Like, the, ch- chameleons is the big one for me, because again, part of my brain goes, if I'm going to spend a lot of money on an animal, I need to get a return on it. 
And if I'm going to spend a lot of money on a panther chameleon that's going to live for five years uh, and not breed, like that's just I, the the logic in my brain doesn't work. Plus, unfortunately, prices have gone down on panther chameleons. Some they're not still like six, seven hundred dollars, and then you lose it in five years. But is there anything that y'all have that just fall into that line? And you're like, oh, maybe we won't get this. No, he wants everything. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you, man. Solidarity. We'll do it. If, if <laughs> I if I had the money and the means, we would have a zoo. I mean, yes. truly, I, I I love all kinds of animals, and I love the exotics. You know, I, I've been trying to convince her to let me build a pond for some gators. No. Uh, yes. I've, I've no. Been at yes. The, no. I'm with Talina on that one. No. I keep seeing the baby hippo at the zoo and. It's like, dude, we could have a, a hippo in the backyard. That's good shot. I, I, I love all the I love all animals. So. No hippos. I missed it. I don't have animals. Gonzo wants a baby hippo. We would have a freaking zoo. <laughs> That's a hard pass. <laughs> Maybe when it's a baby. <laughs> I, like I said, if if I could, we would have a full blown well, zoo. I told I'm with you, Gonzo. I told Katie if we ever move into a house with an in ground pool, we no longer no. have an in ground pool. We have an alligator no. exhibit. Yep. No. We, there you go. I'm we have a pool. We don't no. need a, you better learn how to swim fast. No. That's it. <laughs> put, no. put a little net in there, you'll be all right. I've told her, look, if I could figure out how to afford and do the paperwork and get Chinese alligators, I'd have them in an instant. It's the one thing that I desperately want more than any other animal. That one I might let you have. Is a Chinese alligator. Yeah. I, I had them when I worked at the zoo, and I fucking love them. He was one of my favorite education animals at the entire zoo. And I want another one so He really bad. was. But I'm with you. You should definitely build a pond with alligators so I can come over and play with alligators. No. No. See, <laughs> see, he's really lucky because he has an old lady that really does not tell him no very often. Amen. Well, then why are you starting right. now? Amen. I hardly ever tell on, you no. I've told you no to Venomous, and I've told you no to a gator. Let him get a black dragon, and we're going to have another one coming. I've even told him okay on the bet or on the lake. You're less likely okay. to get bit by the alligator than you are the black dragon. For sure. Yeah, see? I, that's fine. That's fine. But I am not gonna I mean, we already have so many outdoor enclosures that we need to get that built. And so I, no, no. I just and then had a he thought. Another problem though. And this is what I told him. If you're gonna get your your alligator or your she said, you it. I heard it. I heard it right there. She said, you can get one. No, she did not. No, said, she said, if. <laughs> if. I didn't hear that. Or, or the other one he wants is the Gaboon Viper. And, yeah. And oh my God. I, it's like Gonzo and James are the same person. <laughs> <laughs> I told him he could get it, but there's a few stipulations, just safety type things. But here's the thing. If he leaves town, hops on the bike, goes wherever, which he does. Who the hell is going to feed them animals? Because you know who it's not? <laughs> so, so, look, alligators, super easy. Right? So, you just That's toss food in there. You can use pellets. You can toss the big Missouri alligator pellets. Super easy. Gaboon Viper can go a fucking year without eating. So, you're good. He does know I that. I these things, but... You know, it's, it's, so it's, no. Victor. Victor said he heard it too. He no, said he heard it. No, he Victor, you're not going to win this one. So here's my thought, <laughs> Ashley. Ashley. <laughs> Ashley Howdy says vipers, croc monsters, caimans are the best. No, right, I pass on caimans. I'll take an alligator any day. Caimans, so small man. What if you worked with? What if you worked <laughs> with some I, type of alligator? I, I, 
the line. <laughs> All right, Selena, here's the deal. What if you hold on, listen, listen. Right. This is this is a valid point. What if you yeah, were Selena sets? I'm not sure I like no, you. No, but this this could actually work <laughs> in your favor. What if you worked with like some type of a rescue or like or an alligator park where you had them until they reached no. a certain size? No, that's stupid. No one wants to And then you traded them in. Who wants to give up their alligator? They raised from a baby. That's I don't crazy. know. If I raised it up, it'd be my pet. I couldn't let it go. Right. What if Selena? Okay, yeah. then I got nothing. Selena, I got an idea. Up and then you get to me. Well, that one, a cow's good. That's fair game. That's, that's kind of like a cow. <laughs> <laughs> Selena, here's, a, here's an idea, and this is a valid idea. What if Gonzo could work with someone who has been trained how to handle kaboon vipers and alligators, and I could teach him how to properly do it? Could, then could he get one? But but your wife has already he's, told you. He's already told me I could have the kaboon. I told you you could get one as soon as you got a cage that it was safe in. But I'm just saying I could help Gonzo because I've technically worked with Kaboom Vipers and Alligators. I know you have, and I've still told you no on the alligator. (laughs) The the gator's the only one that she said no to so far straight. You know what? Just start digging a hole. Go outside, dig a hole, put an alligator in there. She's going to put his ass in that (laughs) hole. (laughs) Oh. Uh, Did we lose him? Who? Oh, it's the. Never mind. Oh, you're looking. Look up there. I know, well, okay. on my computer, it's lagged, so that's why. Oh yeah. Uh, I want an alligator now. <sighs> never. I can't even own venom. I couldn't. Even if I could afford the damn Gila monsters this weekend, I still can't own them in this fucking county. But yeah. fifty feet. By 50, yeah, other I can throw a rock to the county where I can own them at. I just can't own them yeah. here because I'm in the wrong neighborhood. So that's good. that, but that's good to know. So when we start looking to for a more permanent location, don't go to Alvin. You either have to be in the only two counties around here, Fort Bend County, Montgomery County, which hey. is where Conroe is. All, right, all the rest of them are not. And they don't flood up there. Nope. That's where we're thinking about going. They have good schools. They pay a lot for teachers up there. Yeah. Just like down here. They're very equivalent. And then we could sleep in our own beds for Conroe. Oh, Bryan College Stationery, too. You can have them. Yeah, but then I got to live in Bryan College Station. Yes. They don't pay, I don't think they pay as well as, I don't know, as Conroe. But that's what, teacher money. <laughs> I need to make good teacher money so I can afford Damn my alligator that I'm going to buy. I've already gotten used to this twice a month paycheck from Texas. Just wait till you get used to that alligator. We've, uh, no. Anyways. <laughs> so, so that was our, our question. Again, was, was lifespan. That's a, alligators live 60, 70 years sometimes. That's a long lived, long lived pet. You've got to kind of make a plan for that. Fortunately, there are alligator parks and zoos that might be willing to take a large alligator, but it's tricky. I mean, they don't yeah. always want to. Uh, but Robert, I want to hear some dumb people from the internet. Uh, you know, I've kind of spent a little less time on the. Internet. I got one. I got one that I want to bring up, and I've brought it up before, and it drives me nuts. And it happens every time I do a show with you with the racks. It's not him. It's it's oh. people. <laughs> I was Just like, damn, throw him under no, that no, no, bus. No. People get so fucking hung up on the weight of their goddamn snake. Yeah. Oh. So someone posted in a group. Uh, I saw someone post. Um. How, at what weight did they need to move their snake up from a whatever to a whatever? I'm like, when it's ready to move up, what the fuck are you weighing your snake for? Look at it. You can eat this? You can eat Does that it fetus? Fit? Like, if it doesn't it. fit, move it. Like, is it twice as big as the snake? Don't feed that to it. That's maybe too big. Okay, but like, is what you're feeding right now leaving a lump at all? No? Then yeah, it's probably time to go up. But like, people will come up to the racks and they'll go... So, uh, what weight, what size, what weight can I, how many grams? Is how many grams does the snake have to be before I move it into this tub? 
I can't fucking tell you the answer to that. I have no idea how big that snake is at whatever grams you're talking about. I do. But like, I, I, I know how to answer that's my why customers' questions. That's always I was turned to you. I'm like, what, what are they fucking it's, talking about? It's called customer service. No. We provide it. <laughs> you tell me how big your snake is. Is it three foot? Four foot? We're good. I can, t- I can go off that. But like, they get so hung up on grams, and it's only fucking ball python people. That's that's how you breed them. But it's only like, like Sambo is 300 grams is what you're supposed to weigh. But no one is like, ooh, I got to make sure it's 300 grams. You just basically go, yeah, it looks right. Yeah, but that's about the right size. You can breed it there. Yep. And I mean, I mean, do you, are you weighing your geckos to see if they can reproduce? Technically, yes. We we try and no, make not. sure that's a no. that's at least at least forty grams. But, but, but you can visually nothing. tell if you look at. It, can you? You're, I'm assuming you're at the point now. You can look at that and go, "That's more than forty grams." Yeah, pretty much. But we also, for me personally, I like to make sure that the females already dropped their first set of duds. So that I know she's completely ready. Gotcha. Makes sense. So you're using far. You're using other factors than just weight. You're you're. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm starting to see more and more people in these ball python groups that are like, I got this female up to fifteen hundred grams. She's a year old. I'm pairing her. I'm like, well, yeah. And that's part of the problem. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people, you know, power feeding and yeah. feeding bugs and whatever to geckos to grow them up faster, but they still their Very body hasn't matured to get to that. You know, reproductive stage. Yep. I like Paul Byfield. They don't weigh themselves in the wild, right? Yep. I, I, you know, with the ball python, I wanted to see three winters. Yeah, I wanted to have gone through three winters. I don't care how heavy it is. Um, I think most, but, but it also needs to be at least fifteen hundred. I'd prefer two thousand grams after those three years before I start. We start pairing. Well, I think most of your longer lived reptiles, and when I say longer lived, I mean more than ten years. I mean, because some of these small lizards, like anoles grow pretty quick and breed pretty quick because they have a shorter lifespan. Right. But a lot of these longer lives, they're probably not breeding until four, five, six, seven years old. Yeah. They're probably not even close to the right. Now, they may they may be smaller. I'm sure like there are ball pythons in the wild that are breeding at 800 grams, whatever. The, well, what, most bull snakes are five years. Yeah. So they're probably going to be smaller in grams of what we normally think they should be to breed, but they're going to be two or three years older than what we're normally breeding them at. Right. And so, I think age is a huge factor that doesn't get played well, in when you start just saying grams. The most dangerous thing you can do with your animals is breed them. Yes. It is the worst Especially thing for them. Especially if you have lizards that will rip their legs off. Well, yeah. There is and that. beat each other up. But to, uh, you know, I, I'm a firm believer in we need to make it as safe for them as possible. And, you know, breeding a ball python at a year and a half old that you've fed a medium rat every week to for a year and a half to get it up to weight. It's just you're just asking for that thing to die in a few years. Yeah, <clears throat> just, that's why every time I hear, I hear the word grams, I cringe just a little bit. Yeah, it's just a question we have to answer a thousand times a weekend at a show. And, um, well, I, this week you told him said they can live in that seventy tub from baby all the way up to adult. You just yeah. got to set it up depending on what the animal is. Right. Like, don't get hung up on that. Right. Yeah. I I, I pulled it up. I wanted to quote it right, but it always reminds me of the uh, quote from Jurassic Park. They were so preoccupied with whether or not you could, you didn't stop to think if you should. Right. That's how people are when they're like, I got it up to 1,500 grams in the first year. Did you stop to think maybe you shouldn't do that? Like, if- Right. So what I was saying originally was I've kind of stepped back off of Facebook on the reading everything I see because it's just not good for your mental health. And it, makes me-, it makes me feel better about myself. <sighs> it does, but it doesn't because when – 
you just focus on all the negative and the stupidity. It makes you negative and stupid. Girl, so I, I just, um, I don't know. I like the one today that I sent, I sent it to you. Max sent it to me. It was about the woman that got chased by the rattlesnake. Now, that was excellent. Yeah. So, uh, she made like 500 TikTok videos on that. I, if you look, it's like the last 20 TikTok videos. Well, because that dude called her out and was like, uh, you're lying. She basically said that a rattlesnake uh, jumped out onto the trail and then chased her down, uh, lunged at her, and then chased her down and bit her. Yeah. As she was running full speed for like a mile back to her car. Yeah. And none of that fucking makes sense for rattlesnakes. A Southern Pacific at that, which are usually pretty chill. Yeah. She said it went off like the trail, and then somehow it came back on the trail and chased her as she ran like the mile to her car. Well, like the guy said, you might have stepped on another one. Yeah, you may have found another one down that the road. One, but that was not the same rattlesnake a mile later. She made so many videos like freaking people, and he made a good point. You know, he said she said in their response, "How dare you call me a liar?" He, well, you're a liar, so <laughs> um, I'm going to call you one. He made a good point. The whole thing was now she's making by putting this out there, and there were a lot of views on her shit. Uh, you make people more afraid of going into nature. You make them more afraid of going out there and seeing nature based on a story that is not true. Yeah, something that did not happen, which is every story. Of, I had a snake chase me. Bullshit. Because I'm telling you right now, everyone that handles snakes goes out and goes herping looking for snakes has never had it happen, and they're looking for the motherfuckers. Like, yeah. it didn't, it, I mean, every cottonmouth I've ever found must be broken. Yeah, we every cottonmouth we found this summer when we went out, she's like, can you leave me alone? I'm trying to go away. Yeah. I'll go over here if you'll just stay there. So yeah. I saw that, and I was like, Max Hicks sent that to me. I was like, well, that's... And then, the, like I said, the guy's video where he's talking about uh, either, A, you completely misunderstood the behavior of an animal you knew nothing about, or... You're lying. And I think it's A and B. I think yeah. it's both. Yeah. But that's why I said, did you read the comments? And you were like, no, no, I, I did. Like, I totally went back and I saw it. I was like, that's funny. Yeah. I think that she commented on it. But, uh, I was also looking, I, I missed like our entire Facebook group last week. We got so, again, we got so enthralled in, in the doctors that were on that I didn't go back and look at a lot of stuff that people posted in our Facebook group over the last week. I did, uh, I see. I posted this. We had, um, oh, I can't remember her name. The one from Eastern Michigan. They were doing the uh, mapping of the genome of ball pythons. Remember we had them on. Oh, yeah. And they were doing the uh, albino. I can't uh, think of her name off the top of my head, but I know who you're talking but about. But now they're discovering the gene for yellow belly. Uh, so they're also studying morphs in yellow belly complexes, just spark, spectre, and asphalt. Mm -hmm. uh, so they're adding to it. Again, I shit on ball pythons, but I love genetics and the fact that they're learning how to map out the genes in hets and you can start to get rid of possible hets because uh i think a lot of people rip off folks with possible hets um i know that sean tells me a story and i don't want to mention the breeder but it was a big time lever gecko breeder and he tells me a story of he went to the guy's table and he said he needed them to be whatever line of albino or whatever it was and he goes yes all of these all of these on the table are that and then sean goes away and his friend goes over there and names a different line of albino. He goes, yes, all of these are that. And like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. now, now you screw someone over when they buy it and they actually yep. want to be in a breeding project. And now they have, now they wonder why shit doesn't work. Well, you see that with Xanthic and ball pythons. People be like, you'll say, well, what, what line of Xanthidus is it? And you screw up and you say, because I only do VPI. Oh, these are all VPI Xanthic. And yeah. they're not. You know, they'll be TSK or so. You get a bunch of double heads. So, in, I know mm -hmm. in the New Caledonian geckos, there's not, at least with like, uh, um, I'll bring a blank, Cresties, there's not a lot that is, I want to say genetic, but not a lot that is recessive or incomplete dominant, other than like 
one exemplic line and the lily whites or something like that. Right. Um, yep. I don't know about uh, the other New Caledonian geckos, but I'm assuming most of that is just line bred type things. Yeah. Yeah. So like the guards piss us off every time we bring them together because you don't get, you know, if you put two stripes together, you're not guaranteed to get stripes. You'll get retics or mosaics. It's always a crapshoot. And you put two reds together, you may end up with oranges. You just never know. Or what a yellow. Yeah, or a yellow. You just never know what you're going to get. I mean, it's it's literally you're rolling the dice. It's like a box of chocolates. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I'm the, so sorry. Except the box of chocolates could be worth $5 or $500. That's the problem. That Forrest Gump moment. We, now, now I, I can tell you that when we do our breeding, he doesn't put animals together because Gonzo is colorful. <laughs> fully colorblind. Um, to the point that he came home from a show one time and I I wasn't able to go. And he he comes up and he says, Look, honey and and I look at the box and I said, That's pretty And he said, It's red I said, No, honey, it's it's not a toe. <laughs> <laughs> my, my. And so now we actually have different vendors that if he is there without me and he's going to buy anything, they will double check him. But, you know, so I'll help you with that in the future, by the way, because I'm Thank the you. kind one in this relationship. I would help Gonzo. Yeah, I, I normally go to Carl and say, all right, Carl. <laughs> That's the one to go to. This and this is the color I'm thinking. That's my roommate in college was colorblind, and it was so much fun fucking with him. God, I remember sitting around one jerk face. We're sitting around, and we're talking about I think Harry Potter, and he's talking about Slytherin, which is green. Oh yeah, and he goes, "So something about Raiders colors." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He goes, "They're Raiders colors." Like, the Raiders are black and silver. That's green. He goes, "Oh." So I don't know how long. I guess his entire life he thought that Slytherin and Harry Potter was, or one of them was green, or one of those. I don't know which one was which, (laughs) but he was way off the entire time. But yeah, he was okay. Out. I took care of him. It was okay. <laughs> That's all right. I'm, I'm, you know, pushing fifty, and I've been colorblind all my life. My dad was, and my, and my mom still goes, "Hey, what color is this?" <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's not cool. <laughs> so what's, what, that's one of two things: either one, she just forgets, or two, she fucking loves yeah. making fun of him. <laughs> she forgets. She forgets. She plays off. Forgets. She forgets. This one here has done it too, and asked me. She, you know, she's over there painting stuff. She holds it up. She says, what do you think of this? <laughs> it looks great. I don't know what color it is, but it looks good. I love it. <laughs> I used to have to help my roommate pick out between blue and black socks. The, the one that kills me is when she does her iridescent changing color paints. She's like, here, look at this. And I'm like, all right. She's like, and she's moving it around. It's like, it all looks the same no matter what you do. <laughs> not change color for me. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, it's. And then I'm like, oh, you can't see it, can Yeah, the gray is going to be gray no matter what you do with it. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, that's great. No, it's gray. <laughs> oh, so I was going back through and I was trying to find... Oh, I do want to say, I want to get some pictures of some of y'all's, um, your mm-hmm. art, and post it all over on our Facebook page. So I have to get with okay. you and get some stuff, and I'll put together a little thing so everybody can see these. Because, I mean, you've got to see them to, to understand them. They are, they are they- very great. They can look on our Facebook page, uh, which is Facebook dash Crafty Gargoyles. And we also have craftygargoyles.com, which does have some pictures as well. So, yeah, go over to those and check them out. I'll link them. Do it. I will do it. 
They'll do it. And one of the things I want to put out there, you know, is if there's a design you're interested in and you don't see it, contact us because we do custom work. We've had people send us pictures of their dog, you know, whatever. A lot of dogs. A lot of dogs. A lot and of we'll dogs. actually make a Mandela of their dog. Oh, that's awesome. And you know, we try and match colors, you know, whatever. We've had somebody send us one for a beta fish. Uh, we, yeah. It's not we matching colors. It's Tolina well, matching colors. Does. We yeah. made that clear already, guys. <laughs> it's always, I run the machine. That's my job. You can right. tell if they all come out, just all just one color, they're all gray and black. Like, yeah, Gonzo did that one. Yeah. yeah. Gonzo, look, at, like, look at this wonderful green, yellow, and red fish. Hey, so, you are so wrong for all this. Right, talk about this. So this crazy woman here. Wants me to airbrush one of, one, of the, one of the beta fish design. You mean the really colorful so ones? That's great. Just so she can figure out what I see. So the bad part is, you know, I can say, all right, I know it should have been, you know, it's supposed to be red or blue or, you know, whatever, right? But you've never I, seen I, those colors. So you, no, so you really don't have a concept of what red is. Correct. But I have. It's great. It's. So I can see shades of gray, but it's all the same. So it's either darker or lighter or whatever. Anything okay. that's vibrates. Fluorescent colors drive me insane because they give me a headache. Oh. Okay, it, it literally vibrates when I'm looking at it. That's how I know, okay, that's a fluorescent color. Or a neon. Or a neon color, something like that. And it just it hurts my eyes. But so she wants me to basically take find a picture that I like. And try and duplicate it using the the ink she has. Or and the, I have a full cart. Well, the problem and the problem I have is none of those freaking ink bottles or whatever actually say like blue or green. No, it's like citrus or melon. Melon. <laughs> I don't know what the color that is. <laughs> Pardon my French, but you know it's azure. What the hell is azure? I don't know. Come on, Mexican. That's blue. Yeah, well, you know, it's... See, now I know you don't know Spanish. Oh, so I've forgotten about that. They have all these colors that don't make sense to me. So when I was in school, when they found out I was colorblind, they had to get, you know, the crayons and and markers and stuff that actually had the words so that I could figure out what to, you know, what I was... Are you telling me the words haven't always been on the Crayola stuff? No, they haven't. (gasps) You just aged yourself, but that's so cool. I'm obsessed with Crayola. (laughs) So Gina just mentioned this in the chat, and I totally forgot about this. Tracy got Chris Duncan a pair of the colorblind sunglasses that allow you to see the color and things like that. We've actually talked about getting a pair for his friend. Those those will only work for somebody that's red green yeah. or he's, blue. He's colorblind, colorblind. Like he's I am, I am one hundred percent colorblind. I, oh. like, you know, I I've seen just like a dog. Like Kevin was blue green colorblind. Yep. But he's like remember the uh the commercial with like yeah. the rocket pops where the kid's like, The colors, Duke, the colors and the dog goes, I'm colorblind, kid. Gonzo's that dog. Yes. I did not realize there were different types. Yeah, Kevin was there's blue, different there's different stages of colorblindness. Yeah, mm. he has the worst one where he can't see shit. Yep, that was suck. Man, man. Well, and you know, and it's funny because everybody says that. Oh, that would suck not being able to. see Yeah, but you've never seen it. It's just, I, yeah, I've never seen it, so you know, I don't miss it. I guess. Yeah. So there was a story once of a town that uh, they flipped their their uh, their stoplights, and they started writing a whole bunch of tickets, and they all tend to be to colorblind people. 
And the Colorado people got together and they sued the place and they all won. They had to flip them back, but they, they flipped them the opposite direction of what they should be. So if you're colorblind, you're fucked because you're like, well, this one has got to be red because it's lit. And that's. Oh, yeah. You couldn't tell. So, saying that, the first, when I first joined the Navy out in San Diego, Texas did not have. Every flag in the Navy is color based. Well, yeah. Well, I'm talking about driving. So Texas did not have green turn arrows at the time. Or I'm mm. sorry, red turn arrows. Uh, red, we had green turn so arrows. You just assumed we they were green. Color. Yeah. And when I got to California, the first arrow I saw lit up that was green, Oh God. I almost got killed. Oh God. I didn't you know, I did not <clears> know that it was not a green. I thought it was supposed to be Was know, that in San Diego? They're red. Last weekend even we were driving, and I had—I literally grabbed the dash. I'm like, "It's red! It's red! It's red!" Because it was turned sideways. Oh yeah. So my uh, dad, my dad was red, green, colorblind, and that's who taught me how to drive. <laughs> and so he taught me. He was like, "If the light on the top is lit, it's a red light." I was yep. like, "Daddy, I can see the colors." And he goes, "Okay, well then you're." Red. I'm like, "What do you do if it's sideways? It's someone on the left." And I was like, "Okay then." But yeah, like that—I yeah, I vividly remember that. Yeah. Yeah, and that's how, you know, I learned to drive, basically looking at that. And then got to California, and up at the top, they actually have red arrows, as well as the yep. red dots. But when the, it was lit up, I thought it meant go. So, did, did you have to learn all the Navy flags by design and not by color? Pretty much. Wow. Damn. That's a lot of flags. She said, uh, Gina said Dan had to learn how to deal with the colors on the flight line. But yeah, that's, yeah. Those, 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 those are places that are not colorblind friendly. They're not designed no, for that. I, I wanted to be a, a network engineer or a computer engineer when I went in. Good luck with the wires. And, well, I've been, a I've been doing it for how do you do, 20 something years. How do you um, do that? It's, so, when you're like cabling, network cabling, <laughs> Turn test everything. <laughs> every, well, everything is, is done by pairs, and the number of twists in the cable is different for each set of. Wires, you are a people. brilliant man. Do you know that? Okay, yeah. hey, hey, it's still Gonzo. Gosh, yeah. But you had, I had to learn how to look at a cable and say, all right, the least number of twists is the brown pair. You know, that's kind of how I just you know develop my skills to be able to do this. Huh. And then of course, now we have the testers, and I can test, make sure everything is right. But in the Navy, they straight up looked at me when I was in boot camp and said, uh, "Sorry, the rate that you signed up for, you can't go to because you're colorblind." Oh damn! Wow. So the job I actually enlisted to do, they said, "Sorry," and maybe pick something Joke's else. On so them. growing up, Not watching all those movies where they were like, there was a bomb, and the guys cut the red wire. Gonzo's like, "I'd be fucked." <laughs> oh yeah, we we blow up. We die. We don't die. <laughs> Unless we we're just up. real lucky. Yep. Oh, yeah. I could, I, I couldn't imagine. That's. I mean, being born with it is different. Like, could you imagine becoming colorblind? Like, just tomorrow, all of a sudden. You can't. So with COVID, I lost my sense of taste and smell, and I'm like, "This is the worst thing ever." Like it was worse than the not being able to breathe, in my opinion. Because <laughs> you've seen me, I like to eat, I enjoy food. So that was and, that was the big thing with my dad, and my dad was not from COVID. He actually had throat oh, yeah. cancer, and so he had radiation on his throat, and because of that, he so he has now in the last three years been able to. Um, he can taste bitter and he can taste salt. Yeah, but it's a man who put hot sauce on everything. And he can't even have hot sauce anymore because it burns his throat. So, like his entire diet. I mean, he also lost almost 200 pounds, but, um, 
Yeah. I wouldn't I, recommend I, the radiation diet. I was only three days. I was without it. And I was like, oh, my God. This is, if this doesn't go away, I'm done. Life's over. I'm done. I'm, <laughs> yeah. 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 And it, it was, it got, it got really interesting because Joe will even tell you our daughter. She's like, all of our gifts to him for like Christmas and his birthday, they were always like gift cards to his favorite restaurant or they were always food related. And she was like, he can't taste any of this now. We have to come up with completely different gift ideas for Papa. No one is understanding this whole thing. Gonzo is in a hobby that is like 90% color base. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, there's some pattern stuff, but like he can't go look at a table full of squams and go, oh, look at all the colors in the squams. Or our hog noses and see all the colors in the hog noses. He's like. Look at that gray one. Look it kind of makes one. me wonder, though. <laughs> he it kind of makes patterns. me wonder, like, how many... Yes, the patterns. That's what draws me in. It makes me wonder, though, how many other people in the reptile hobby deal with this? Yeah. Because yeah. it's not an uncommon thing. Correct, Katie, but you just mentioned the pattern. So, most of the animals that I'm drawn to, I look for that pattern. Yeah. It's kind of why the Bell's phase is so big on my list, because it, like, uh, you know, breaks it down so I can see the patterns really well. You know who would love the same kind of snakes that I love? Who? Gonzo. Oh, because I like black and white snakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why Gonzo got a black dragon. They're, they're all exanthics. What are you talking about? Gonzo got also black dragon because it's just one color and he's good. He makes fun I, of me for it I, all the time. High contrast. You know, like, like mm-hmm. in the barge or whatever, I look for you know something that's got a dark color versus a light color so yes. that I can that change so, because otherwise it just blends in like the leeches when they're young it's very hard for me to see anything other than just basically a blob it looks like a piece of pork just uh and get you starts some, to fire up get you some california king snakes and you'll see everything that everybody else is seeing <laughs> white and black snakes will be good yeah be white and black banded white and black striped it'll all look the same to you and me i am good with that yes <laughs> that's i've never but i've never thought about being because you come and it's we always talk about, like, with, with snakes, especially, like, if he was into ball pythons, he'd be fucked. I mean, that's all color. Like, yeah, there's pattern stuff, but there's always color added into that. People are always, look at all the oranges here. Look at yeah, all- but like he said about the high contrast, you have that high contrast in some of those colors. So, but that's, that's the crappy thing with ball pythons is so many of them look the fucking same. Like, to him, yes. they were just, just, it's just a ball python. But that is another reason why lizards They're could really be the really same good. thing to me. Yeah, they look the same to me, too, and I can see <laughs> And you can see color. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I love me a xanthic ball python probably more than the next person. But yeah, the rest, it's all the same. <laughs> so in uh, in the, the two weeks where we kind of skipped over stuff, some, a lot, some stuff happened. Uh, uh, Emily and Ed's new reptiles who opened up mm-hmm. up in Minnesota. Sure. I don't remember what state it's in Minnesota. Uh, Snake Discovery for anybody out there if you watch Snake Discovery Emily and Ed's new reptile zoo opened up and seeing the pictures of it in that new place it still looks fucking amazing that place I've, I've got to make it up there to see it also uh, it's been 15 years since Steve Irwin died that was hard to believe I thought it was 16 years well, this is 15 unless Nathan oh. doesn't know he's talking about the, the 15 years I, I mean I was still in college I think it was 2007 <coughs> I think it's 15 I'm, I'm I've been 2006 I completely made it up 2006, whatever. Yeah, it'd be 15. Yeah. So, 2006. That was sad. Speaking of crocodiles and alligators. And, uh, let's see. Let's try to go through see what else we missed. Oh, Travis posted another weird-ass spider that disappears on a... Oh, let's see. This is another one. 
where Gonzo be screwed. The spider just like blends right in with a stick, and you can't see any color. And I have problems seeing those too, though. <laughs> Is it like those just uh, throwing that out there, like those. That's the thing. Gonzo, no, I don't you, do well with those. I'm at assuming all you can't do those asshole. 3D uh, puzzles where you stare at it. And no, then, I can't. I can't do them either. I'm not colorblind. I still can't do them. I've never seen a damn sailboat. Not once. They make me have a headache. There's no sailboat. Everybody's like, just bring it close to your face. I've tried to do it with my glasses. I've tried to do it without my glasses. So maybe I could see an outline. Nothing. I'm horrible at those. I can't do those. I don't know what it is. Another video that Nathan posted that I thought was freaking amazing, and it comes back to being reptile related. He posted a video of an orca at a uh, some sort of marine aquarium park place. But the orca took a piece of the little fish and threw it up to the edge of the pool. And this bird comes down to get the fish, and the orca grabs the bird. So the orca, orca wanted something different to eat. Orca set a trap for the bird, and he caught it. Alligators do the same things. Uh, alligators and crocodiles that live in areas that have a lot of wading birds will take branches and sticks that the wading birds use to make their nest, and they'll put them on their nose, and they'll float right there on top. When the bird comes down to get the stick for its nest, they'll eat the bird. So I think people will greatly underestimate the intelligence of predators. Like, like even prehistorically, prehistoric-like ones like crocodiles, they're still extremely intelligent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just the idea of animals setting traps for other animals is crazy. Yeah. I mean, an orca, if any animal was going to do it, I'd be least surprised about an orca. Well, we talked about those guys eating the livers out of sharks. So. Mm-hmm. Good lord. Uh, oh, there was Zoo Miami did a surgery on a 17-year-old electric eel, which I thought was just crazy. Uh, I'm going through trying to figure out what else what else we missed. I know this is Chris Eaton's favorite part. Other uh, Ryan Gosler shared some pictures of oh, the little alligator that Ed, uh, Ed and Emily have. Uh, playing with a jolly ball in its new exhibit, little jolly ball toys. Um, oh, <laughs> all right. So my favorite video that got posted to our uh, Facebook group. This thing is so old, though. It's still fucking hilarious. Oh my God, it's a woman wanting to walk down and play with horses. Nathan, I know Victor posted this. It's a woman wanting to walk down and play with horses that don't belong to her. That don't belong to her. They're on the other side of a fence. <laughs> and uh, she gets closer, and you can hear her husband and somebody else off camera saying, "Should we tell her?" It's an electric fence. And the husband, like a good husband, says no. <laughs> and she gets right down you there. You can only imagine how this video is. She gets is. right down there and she oh, goes to reach out and touch the horse. And it shocks her and she pisses herself. It literally shocked the piss out of her. Yeah, she oh, literally yeah. pissed herself. And I almost pissed myself watching her have to walk back up the hill covered in piss <laughs> because she touched the electric fence. It was fucking hilarious. I know that video's been I think I've seen it before. I have seen oh, it yeah. before. Yeah, seen it a few I think times. I saw it on MySpace. But anyway, on MySpace. <laughs> Damn. John now, Grant's going, what's going MySpace? <laughs> oh, gosh. What's MySpace? Oh, KD posts the bumblebee has officially been added to the endangered species. A specific species list. type of bumblebee. Yeah, not just generic, but it's a specific type. But Nathan shared it on his main, like on his personal page, but he hadn't shared it in the group yet. So I went ahead and shared it in the group. I know it's not reptile related. No, but it's still. But it falls in the gumbo category. I want to say I was listening to a podcast, I was listening to the Herpticulture podcast earlier, and I want to say they said something about sulcatas being on the endangered species list. I think they are. I mean, the, well, I know. that would make sense for them, like in the wild. Like they're all over well, captivity, but like Cresties, <laughs> Cresties, I think. I mean, they were thought to be extinct uh, until like twenty years ago or whatever it was, and, and now, or at least in the wild. So I would imagine they're probably still on the endangered <laughs> species list. Or in the wild, that would mean. Yeah, well, it's always in the wild. No one yes. cares about how many are in yeah. captivity. The African spurred tortoise is endangered. That's crazy. So we need to 
find out if there's any paperwork we need to have. No, or... we don't. Okay. It's your good. There's no no way. Okay. I'm just making sure. It's endangered, but it's, yeah. They breed tr- five trillion of those things a year in the United States. I think you're good. Yeah. How many sulcatas do you have, Gonzo? Uh, between Carl and I, I think we have 11. Holy shit, that's a lot of adults. How big are oh, they? Oh, I love it. Oh, God. They're all 30 to 90 pounds. Oh, yeah. I do miss my son. It's like Russell's stuff. backyard, man. He's got like 20 back there. Oh, look, it's going to be dangerous. Once we actually settle down and we get a house here with a big enough yard, I'm bringing them over and I'm getting more. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's going to happen. I'll have a herd of Redfoots at some point. Um, um, Victor made a comment about how he could see James and Robert doing this. And I know that our boys are smarter than, than that husband yourself? in that video. I know, I'm I grew up on a farm. Uh, I'd yeah. fucking let you shock yourself. I'd look for... I'd look for... Uh, um, Anytime I walk up to a fence just always, out of habit, always, I'm looking for insulators. Yeah. Yeah. I do the same thing. I worked, no at, I worked at a zoo. Good. I worked at a zoo. We had electric fences all, yeah. all around, like big predators. Yeah. yeah I think no, I Rachel don't. and I are also smart enough not to walk up to a fence. Yeah. Don't randomly walk up to somebody's horses and go, let me pet these. I know. They're not yours. Don't touch them. Uh, one thing. So, this kind of involves all you. So, this is the second Conroe in a row where we have done a uh, an auction. First Conroe. Uh, so the first auction was last Conroe. It went really well. We raised seventeen five. Just a, I think. Yeah, just, uh, 70, just over seventeen thousand. I know y'all had an uh one of your art pieces in the last Conroe auction, and I think I forget how much it went for, but I think it went pretty well. Uh, the art stuff tends to go pretty well. Uh, Robert, you had one, and this one it got bought by JT Tomlinson for six hundred for six hundred, and then he put it back in, and it got bought again for four hundred and fifty. Yeah. Was it Sean that got it the second time? No, I don't know who that guy was. He introduced himself to me, but I don't know. So there were actually, it wasn't just vendors this time around. Mm-hmm. Like some of the guests like yeah. stuck around. Yeah. Look, hey, my, I'll take any money. Well, that like, guy had come by and looked at it and asked me how much it was. And I told him I was putting in the auction tonight. Oh, there's an auction? <laughs> he was the one bidding against JT at oh, really? first. And then he realized, okay, JT's not going to let me win this. So he took it. And then JT was like, you know what? Let's donate it back. Auction it off again, and I'm gonna start it at 100. Well, that uh, the auction, the reason they chose to do this auction was because of the hurricanes that recently hit Louisiana, which affected a lot of our Herps family. Um, I'm I'm interested to see how many of our Herps people are, are affected by this one. I know that we lost power, but I don't know how many have lost power long term, and uh, how many have gotten flooding. But a lot of this was to raise more money for the Herps Family Foundation, and uh, through everything that got put in there, we raised. 14 or 12? What was it, Katie? 12. 12,000. So, 17,500 in the it, last it was, one? It was just under 12,000. Just under yeah. 12,000 in this one, and that's just two shots. I mean, that's, that's a lot of money that goes towards, and it's, and it's straight towards people that need it, mm-hmm. um, if, if that damage to their homes and flooding, and they need all that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm always glad we can do that. I've enjoyed, I'd say I've enjoyed both uh, auctions. I do. I just need people to shut the hell up while it's happening. Yes. That's the only thing. We don't have very good auction etiquette. No, no. As far as no, like I, I left. So I left the, the room. Is, it was yeah, too loud had to for me. I couldn't much. do yeah. it. I knew after we didn't have the money. The like I just couldn't do so it. So the problem is that it's it's directly after the show. So we spent all day at the show separated from each other, and then we get into a room together and we want to talk. But that's the only time we can do the auction. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the only problem. Now I did get up and leave, and here's what happened. So I, I bid on a couple things. <laughs> um. Focus Cube had a small cage that was in the auction, and I was like, 
I'm going to bid. I had $100. Katie gave me $100. I got my allowance early. I got a. <laughs> I had hundred dollars cash. I was like, "All right, this is all I'm going to bid on." But James's auction strategy is go straight to a hundred, hundred. Yeah, and I yep. figured I wasn't going to yeah. win it anyways. Yeah. So, uh, but I, you I, ran that price up. I, a bid lot up, of stuff. I threw a hundred up on on that, and then it quickly got outbid. And then uh, Corey Martin won it. I, was like, ah, I, I cussed out Corey Martin, <laughs> and uh, I assumed, you are you are so lucky. She puts up with your shit. I love Corey. <laughs> She's an amazing person. But I figured she was going to put green trees, and then just the noise and everything. I was like, "All right, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I got to get out of here." I come back in, and sitting in my chair is that cage. And I look at Corey. I'm like, what the hell is this doing in my chair? And she just looked at me. And I was like, is it mine? She goes, yeah. And I was, then I found out John Grant bought it from Corey. These people love you more than I and do. And then gave I it to me as a present. And so I ended up with it. And it's a fucking awesome little cage from Focus Cube. So at that point, my mind shifted to, what am I going to put in it? Because <laughs> uh, it had a little... It's literally all he talked about. Luckily, he did not... Win anything? Well, I take that back. He won things for me in the auction. That worked. Yeah, it was jewelry. It was fabulous. It was a silent auction. But yeah. So there were little purchases in it. So I was like, I need something that climbs. And it, and the problem is, it's a great enclosure for a squam. For anybody that didn't know a squam, it's a variable bush viper. Uh, Sounds right. I think that's right. They come in a million colors. Gonzo wouldn't know, but they do. They come in a million different colors. <laughs> I might have to Google it because I don't know what it looks like. You've seen them, I promise. They come I know, in greens but and I'm blues gonna need to and Google reds. Because I don't know. Uh, but again, I can't own that here, and. That, Why? Like it's uh, not allowed it's in venomous. The- oh, it's a variable. You bush cannot viper. have that in this house. Oh, I will at some point. They're pretty. <laughs> but uh, so that one I'm like, okay, what to do? The one thing I was gonna. <laughs> There's the line. That's right. I was gonna. I'm just gonna. Uh, I'm gonna make us t-shirts with just a line on it to wear on her we weekends for our husband, Selena. There, there <laughs> was one the snake. We're gonna wear a line. There was one snake in the auction that was semi-arboreal. Michael Pinnell from Python and a Pear Tree had a wonderful little, I'm going to call it an IJ, but a pop wing carpet python. Uh, and so I bid 100 bucks on it, and one fucking person outbid me. Goddamn Lily from No Drama Llama. And then me. sat there and held it. Look how nice it is. Uh, like, this in front of you the whole time. It was great. And she, she got it for like 150 She goes, I'll sell it to you for 175 I'm like, I'm not fucking buying it for 170 I had it for 100 until you... <laughs> Put your fucking hand up. So I ended up leaving without a snake. So all night I'm like, what am I going to put in this? I thought about it. And then on Michael Pinnell's table, he had this beautiful little striped uh, African house snake that I was like, I've always wanted to get into him. And this was my chance. I had a little cage, little snake. And I, it's coming from Michael's. So like, I'm going to do this. So I bought this awesome little, uh, like, olive colored uh, African house snake, little yellow stripe on it. And I have this amazing little cage downstairs set up with fake plants because we stopped at Michael's on the way home to get fake plants for it. And it's got dirt and everything. So I was excited. That's what I got for this weekend. I got that. That's from that. That was fun. You, hey, you didn't come home with any animals. That's a lie. Oh, fuck. No, you came home with the Duermos Boa. Because I laughed no, when I saw it already... in the bag and I was like, hey, so much for not coming no, home with anything. But didn't you already know you were getting that one? Yeah. Yeah, so no. He didn't come home with anything that he didn't plan on getting yeah. before he got there. We actually came home with less animals because we took three ball pythons and the Ooh. milk snake and sold them all. There you go. Took the ball pythons? John Grant bought them. Ah. Ooh. Bought them from Rachel. Sweet. Nice. Uh, Sunday afternoon. That's what I told her. I said, those are not coming home. <laughs> We've been feeding them for like nine months. Uh, Time sell them. Go. There you go. Well, the freeze just screwed everything up. They, they were like two weeks old when the freeze happened and they didn't want to eat. Um, oh, yeah. All right. So that's all talk. Yeah, we're getting late. Right. That's it. It's getting we late. Are. It's getting time for dinner. I think Gonzo stepped away for a moment, but I don't know if he's. Well, I, heard his, I, heard his I heard it going off. I don't know. If-
off again. Yeah, he's trying to check his radio right okay. now. So can Brandy right now. Ah. Yes, Gonzo is a volunteer <clears throat> fire fireman, which is more than I would do. If any of y'all are on fire, you better find somebody else. I uh, I don't deal with running into a fire. I always tell my kids when we're at school, like if anything happens, just run with me. I'm not. I tell my babies if they see me running in the bed, they better go because Miss Lewis does I can't not run. I'll protect anybody. So there but is I will an find emergency. Way out. <laughs> I'm like, if you see me running, it is an emergency. Oh, here you go. If anyone has about a two year old corn snake, how much does it weigh? Making sure mine's at a healthy weight. Oh, and someone actually put up a chart. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, but the chart only works if you feed it a certain, like, it's right. not, it's not, like, it's, I want to say it's not science. It is kind of science, but it's not science. I mean. It makes me feel like a bad pet parent when I don't weigh my stuff. Sounds no, cool. no, it shouldn't. <laughs> Look, John Lehman. But that's put what up I'm saying. Post. Like, it makes me feel bad, like, and I should not. It's like when we mom shame people. Mm-hmm. I, like, it's not okay. It is. John Lehman just put up a post. He's the, for people who don't know, he's the owner of Morph Market. Yes. We're about to launch a new system which allows buyers to build a reputation over time that demonstrates to sellers that they are serious when they send inquiries. It consists of levels one, two, three, and up. What should we call this? Buyer levels, buyer rep, buyer history, Morph Market experience, etc. But it's like, it actually gives the buyer oh, a that. rating that you can see as the seller. I think John Grant's ears were burning because we were talking about him earlier. Yep. Selena, do y'all ever sell on Morph Market? Do we on Morph Market? No. Yeah. Do y'all just sell at shows? Yes, ma'am. Very cool. We have done very little online sales. Oh, now once things start to change, I'm sorry, it's been a little rough. No, you're okay. You're fine. But once once things start to change and grow more for us, we may look at doing some online sales. I know I personally get a little nervous with online sales. I know. Um, that- Morph Market has made it made me feel much better about selling things online just because it's the centralized location and the idea of being able to rate buyers means that now that takes a little bit off of you as a seller. You don't have to be like, can I trust this person? Um, and and also, I mean, so many tire kickers online when you post an animal. It's I saw one tire earlier. Kickers. I don't know that I've ever heard tire, that phrase before. Tire kickers. I understand the phrase and where you're going with it, but I don't think I've ever heard it before. Have oh. you never? Well, now, now you also have to realize, though, is when it comes to shipping, I look at things a lot differently because I work at UPS. Yeah. That's my day job. And I've seen vendors that have shipped animals at crazy times a year. Mm. And so one January, we our air came in late because of weather conditions. And so everybody at work knows... I breed reptiles. So they would they'll bring me boxes. And I want to interrupt you for just a minute. Hey guys, I'm have to take off. We got a brush fire. Um, Be safe. One of the things that I want to throw out there uh, for your next giveaway, Crafty Gargoyles wants to donate one of our Mandela's. Oh, uh, awesome. Winner can get with us to, to pick out a design and, and we'll get that out tomorrow. Oh, that's I'll, so cool. I'll get with awesome. you on that and plan that for when we have a a month where we can do January that. might be our next available month. But we will do that. That's but awesome. be safe. Yes. But so, you know, there it was January, it's freezing cold, and they bring in this box. Luckily it had a phone number on it. I called a guy and I said, Hey, uh, you have a reptile shipment. It came in late. Would you be willing to pick it up? Of course the guy's like, Yeah, sure, of course. And 
And he said, is it okay? And I said, well, I said, I'm a reptile breeder. And I'm, if it's okay with you, I can open the box. I can check it. So, of course, he's like, yeah, I do. And I'm like, it's barely moving. And, but it's moving. And so the guy comes in and says, hey, I'm supposed to talk to Talena. They come, they get me. And, you know, had, of course, it had been just about anybody else there. This would not have happened. But I come walking out, and the guy's looking at me. I reach under my clothing, <laughs> and I pull out, you know, a bag with his animal in it, going, okay, it's warming up now. It's moving around. I think it's okay. Yeah. But knowing what I know when it comes to shipping companies, that makes me Yeah. Well, and no good, no good breeder should be shipping in the winter months like that or in really, no, really hot no. summer months. The black dragon in January. Ugh, no. Yeah, th- th- there's a reason that people wait and, and a, a good a good breeder will hold your animal for two or three months oh, yeah. to get to that shipping window. But I mean, I guess it's just stuff like that that makes me nervous. Is And rightfully know, so. Yeah, I mean, your carrier doesn't know anything about the animal. Your driver a lot of times, is not going to know anything about the animal. Oh, I, so, I didn't tell you the other day. I went and picked up some corn snakes the other day from FedEx, and mm-hmm. the young lady who went and got them out of the back for me comes out, and she got the box upside down. Oh, She's like, oh, sorry, and she turns it over real fast. And I'm like, oh, I'm sure those 15 corn snakes appreciated you Good Lord. Oh, yeah. it over. She goes, oh, you should see what it does on our belts and stuff in the oh, sorting facility. Oh, that makes me hurt. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I mean, all of our boxes go down to chutes and slides and conveyor belts. And, That's where it comes and, also down to packing. Make sure you pack that stuff as tight as possible. What the hell's John yes. talking about? Phase 22 have changed the game shipping-wise. Oh, Phase 22. Those are the, um, they're a heating or cooling pack. Oh, yeah. And so it's a liquid. When you cool down, it turns into a solid, and it actually holds the temperature constantly. Oh, that one that, whatever that one was Dallas used, or Amanda used to ship last week, it was still... I threw it in the seat of my truck when I got those snakes out, and the next day I was cleaning out my truck, and I picked it up, and I was like, holy shit, this thing's still cold. It says Phase 22 packs will stay cool for a long time. They're really good. He is right. Yeah. That's the one time John Grant was right. I won't say it again. We're coming up on two hours. But we have talked about shipping, um, but I think we want to grow a little bit more before we start doing that. Yeah. And you're also talking about when y'all get into your leeches shipping $1,000, $2,000 animals. Yeah. So mm-hmm. scary. That is scary. Yeah. All right, so we are we are up on two hours. Uh, Talina, thank you very much for coming on, and I'm looking forward to, to being able to do the giveaway. And I've got got to get some pictures of your your art on our Facebook page. People people need to see what they, it's hard to explain what they look like without seeing them. <laughs> they have it posted yeah. on their site. I know. So I'm gonna still can... I'm gonna steal pictures from. Yeah, them. you're good at that. Well, if there's anything particular you would like a picture of, let me know. Um, I don't. Know offhand what his nephew has uploaded to our our pages. Um, if you do want some that are a little more reptile oriented, like I said, I've got the rock iguana that I designed. Um, oh, that's cool. I've got a few others that that we have. I've got the leopard gecko. The beta was amazing. I've seen the beta before, and the beta is an amazing one. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, stuff. just. Just let me know uh, what you want a picture of, and I'll work on getting that for you if you need it. Sweet. Um, thank you guys for having us. It's, Absolutely. Even though G had to run off on us. But, <laughs> oh, Gomez. Uh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Gomez had to run away. No, no. Yeah, Gomez had to go. Oh, no, no. She's going to start calling him hey, Gomez. No, you are not. <laughs> oh, every show I'm just going to, hey, Gomez, how's it going? Jeez. You're such an ass. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay to get a name tag made for him that just says Gomez on it. <laughs> Should have Talita make it. Yeah, have Talita <laughs> make it. Oh, good luck. Try putting it upside down. He hates making name tags for Bart. <laughs> <laughs> I bet because Bart's are all upside down. Are they really? His yeah. name is. Bart yeah. it on purpose. Yeah, it's funny. It, like everything's right except his name. name. Yeah. Who's yep. I saw someone's their name? What is uh Todd say? Arch nemesis. Arch nemesis. Yeah. That's right. That's because of me. <laughs> and if you look real close at at his name tags, it actually says Tina's arch nemesis. Oh, I haven't seen Never that. I haven't that. been that close. I guess. I'll have to look. That's yeah, you got to look real close on that one. Oh, that means I get close to Todd. No, <laughs> numerous shows harassing the crap out of me for whatever reason. I'm such a nice person all the time. Not gonna and lie, though, I was totally horrified by the mascot. Slightly scared of you oh. when I first met you. I was oh, like, look. I was like. Feisty things come in small packages, <laughs> and Talina looks like she could fuck somebody up. Like, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't even lie to you. I am I am one of the nicest people. Oh, absolutely you are. I freaking love both of you now. But you it definitely was are. Whatever you want me to say, Talina, you definitely are. <laughs> Please don't be mad. But, but I, will, I will not deny I'm one of the biggest bitches you will ever <laughs> Some of the best people are. It works out. Before we go, I do want to mention, I know Robert wants to go, but I do want to mention Todd's mascot this weekend. It was awesome. I freaking loved it. Fucking horrifying. Hey, that thing we have figured out is two Talinas tall. Two Talinas tall. (laughs) It is a giant, like, hog nose. I guess it's a hog nose? It's just a random snake? No, it's a general. It's a general. Yeah. Yeah. But it's got. I think you're the only person who thinks it's scary. Who was it? Um, Someone's little kid looked at that. There was a few little that were freaked out by it. Oh, little kids are often okay. freaked that's what I'm out saying. by it, That's what I'm saying. Though. It's not scary to be an adult, but it is definitely like a... Anyways, it stands it. like seven foot tall. It, it looks like a snake it. that stole the wardrobe from Mr. Peanut. It's got a cane it, and a It's top fantastic. Hat. And it's Monty the Python. Yes. Yes. Yeah, well, it's still horrifying. Anyways, Talina, if people want to get a hold of y'all and check out... I know we talked about earlier, but check out your artwork. What is the best way they can do that? Uh, probably Facebook Messenger or our email, which is design at craftygargoyles.com. Design at craftygargoyles.com. Or you can yes. find them at Crafty Gargoyles on Facebook. Yes. And Robert, if they want to get a hold of you, www.lsreptilerex.com. <laughs> 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 and uh, Los Reptile Rex Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. And TikTok. And pay attention to uh, when Are you on TikTok? He is on TikTok. I, not, I don't have a TikTok, so. Oh, I've got something I, I give you before you leave. I don't do any uh, of that. Just remind me. James, if people want to get a hold of you. Well, pay attention to Robert's stuff because they're going to be making a Facebook page for all the signs mm-hmm. and all their artwork. It'll be also well, So between yeah. between Talina and Robert, you can deck out your snake room. With cool amazing, Christmas presents. Yes, yeah, so great oh, Christmas yes. present options. Yes. Both of them. All right, James. Robert, do you actually use your airbrush? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I'm going to start using it more. Uh, well, I won't. Rachel will. But, um, yeah. And we use it a little. I was curious. He said, hey, they got this great deal. I went, I bought it. I had been using it and using it. He says, yeah, mine's still in the box. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, it was bought for his it daughter. It was bought for Lily. Yeah. yeah. Bought it for Lily to use, and then she, I don't even think she knows how to use it. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, 
I've but, used it more than anybody for sure. Uh, if anybody wants to get a hold of me, it's simply underscore serpents on Instagram or simply serpents on Facebook. Or the podcast is the Reptile Gumbo Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and at gmail.com. Uh, like I said, we've got some interesting things coming up for the next month and a half. October going to be really interesting. Promise. Uh, don't forget to check out our giveaway again for this month, which is two light bulbs from VivTech. All you got to do is go to our Facebook page and comment, answer the question that is posted on the post that is pinned at the top of the page uh, and get entered. I was very upset that not many people entered in for last month's giveaway. I thought it was a great giveaway. Those hooks are amazing. But get there, win your VivTech light bulbs, and then in a few months, you can also win a Mandela from Crafty Gargoyles, which will be awesome. I'm very upset that I can't enter for that one. But thank you very much. I know. We found like the coolest stuff to give away, and, and none of us are eligible. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Uh, but tell Gonzo, thank you, friend. Tell Gomez, thank you for coming on. Uh, Definitely. <laughs> we will see y'all at Beaumont. Yes, ma'am. Sirs. Ma'am. <laughs> ma'am, sir. Ma'am, ma'am, sir. Ma'am, sir. Ma'am, sir. I love it. Because uh, I'm the important one. <laughs> but we, we look forward to seeing y'all there. Uh, anybody that's watching, thanks for watching this. If you're listening later on, thanks for listening to this. Absolutely. Um, also, feel free to reach out to us and give us ideas for who you'd like to hear from. We, I mean, yeah. if there's a breeder that you want to hear from, if there's someone, an artist, anything, let us know. It makes it much easier if I have a list of people to try and reach or out to. Absolutely. You feel like you have something to add to the show. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you should maybe. be a guest. Yeah. yeah. Argue for it and let me know. It won't take much of an argument. <clears throat> I feel a, a lot of spaces. That's it. So, uh, that is it for us. Good night, everybody. Good Talk night. to y'all next week. Bye.